morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Wrestle Purist Podcast, episode 81, hosted by myself, Joe Hulbert, Charlie, Manny, the usual four for the first day as it's turned into recently. You know, we're going to be here. We're going to review Dynamite. We're going to talk a few other things. We're going to talk collision. We'll probably talk a little bit about the um, the media call that Shawn Michaels and Tony Khan have done today. Um, and, you know, whatever else has been on the agenda the past 24 hours or so, you know, whatever you want us to talk about. Of course, first things first, please like, subscribe, Super Chat. It's always appreciated. And I'm going to go around and see how my co-hosts are doing today. I'm going to start with Manny. Manny, you've got a new mic. Um there was a lot of complications backstage before before we went live. You're currently muted. I don't know if you know that. Um. <laughs> Hello. But how are you doing today, man? I'm good. You know, I had a Godzilla dream last night, and then okay, that was my day. And then until I got my new mask, I got my Sakuraba one in. Nice, nice. I think this is 2021. The Bandito Hayabusa mask. Oh, sick. Nice. And then the Stop one mask that I really <clears throat> the one mask that I really wanted the most. And of course, it doesn't fit me like all my other favorite masks. The Bandito <laughs> Soltorio oh. mask. That's... Bandito has a lot of oh. cool masks, man. Yeah, he does. He has a lot. Many leveled up, I feel like, with this latest round, right? <laughs> well, look, yeah, and... man. That's a good collection. Well, I said no, I'm not buying I said I'm not buying any more, and I brought these yeah. a while back. And, but the thing is, I didn't realize that they had to be custom made. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm waiting on my last three to come. And then I just got word that one of them got they haven't even started making on. So, got words. I mean, I haven't, I haven't brought any other masks. It's just these. So I'm actually really done buying them. I'm just waiting on my last two. I wasn't interrogating you, brother. I was just saying they were good masks. <laughs> you can get as many as you want, man. That's all, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm right, Joe. Maybe you'll know better than me. But it feels like it's been a while since Manny has pulled a few masks out on the stream. You know, he deserves to treat himself. You know, yeah. oh, I agree. Well, I treat myself yeah. a while back. They're just getting here. Well, you know, it all it, it all means the same. You know, um, but yeah, I'll throw it to you next, Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing on this wonderful Thursday evening? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's been a long week. It's been a long day. Just spent most of it packing, rewatching Dynamite because I forgot pretty much everything that happened. Um, wow. And yeah, just ready to go home tomorrow, to be honest. Happy days, happy days, mm. Mr. Hall. But how are you doing today, mate? Another day in paradise, folks. We're back again. More professional wrestling talk here on Wrestle Purist. I remain very uncomfortable, if you can't tell. Um, Bit better today, today. Though. I'm trying, I kind of slouch a bit more you know i'm often accused of having too good of a posture so i'm kind of if you actually I'm saw it yeah i'm kind of kind of cramped right now but i feel like it looks better than me kind of being in your face like this. so we're going to try things out talk to me folks tell me how it's going uh but nonetheless i'm here to discuss professional wrestling as i believe is the intention so i'm fired up as always monty how are you my friend Ah, I'm not too bad. I've kind of been out the game today, you know. Um, Been blindsided by a few match graphics as I checked my phone about 10, 15 minutes ago. Um, And, you know, it's it's just podcast. Can I ask ask you a question? (laughs) As friends, can I ask you a question before we get going here? You know when you said you're not too bad? 
Would you agree with my assessment that, that is in fact a lie, and you're actually going to be very <laughs> aggressive tonight? Because I, no, 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 expert, no, 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 I just, I get the sense you're going to be. I leave, really I leave it backstage, you know. I leave it backstage. Right, I leave it backstage. Come on. Drop it in right. the curtain. We're going to be okay, yeah, folks. Man. Don't worry. Drop it in the curtain. Like the Wizard of Oz. All right, let's. Uh, we'll start with the dynamite review, man. Um, one thing I will say: the crowd wasn't. Um, well, where, where was we? Where, where was Vegas. we? Where was it last night? <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, um, that Vegas crowd for Dynamite, not, um, you know, as Manny said, he thought it, sucked. it wasn't great, to put it politely, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, man. Nothing seemed to, like, properly, like, catch them, you know, and no. you know, get them really, like, really going. Like, yeah, they would pop for things. It weren't deaf silence. It was points of it, but, like... Um, you know, not some things that they pop for and stuff, but there's n- nothing ever felt, you know, they never felt like they got going, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know why. Maybe it's just a shit crowd. It happens, you know. But anyway, show opens up. Orange Cassidy versus Cole Fletcher. Uh, again, our weekly Orange Cassidy had a good match segment. Yes. Charlie, I'll throw it to you first because you are the... We all like Cole Fletcher, but you are mm-hmm. you're the big, big Aussie Open fan, and of course yes. we'll go straight into the big Aussie Open announcement that yeah. uh, happened straight after. Yeah, I thought this was a really good match. Like, as much as it is a shame that Davis is injured right now, I think it's mm-hmm. good for Kyle to be able to show that he isn't just a tag wrestler. Like, they can both do the singles things as well, and they're both really good at it. Um, like. Orange Cassidy is like damn near perfect in every match with the story he's telling right now. And I just don't think it's appreciated right enough, like how much storytelling he's actually putting into the way he wrestles his matches. And if you watch his matches like back to back on a week to week basis, like it just changes ever so slightly every week. And it's been really interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited about having Carl and Davis in. AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. I talked a lot about tag team wrestling yesterday and yes, things that they could do to improve the division. And this feels like a very good step in the right direction. So happy for the boys. Had to wrap them yeah. tonight. Yeah, great signing for AEW, 100%. Yeah. You know, uh, of course, it was announced on Twitter like immediately after um, Cole Fletcher's match with Cassidy. But, you know, Aussie Open are all elite. Um, which you know, while we while we were streaming yesterday, uh, Sean Rossap dropped that report and fought for select, and it was like you know the uh, the initial tweet was like AEW and WWE are both interested in Aussie Open or something to that effect, and then when you like you know when you go past the paywall and you read you read the full article and stuff, it's like AEW are actually like confident that they'll be able to sign them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then um, after we got after we got off live. Um, Charlie was saying some of the details about, like, um, how he said in the report that Tony Khan's paid for Davis's surgery and stuff like that. And me and Charlie were kind of speculating and were saying, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they were already signed. And there you go, they were, they were already signed. So um, it was, I guess, after Sean's report, it was kind of like a big bat signal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not, not super surprising that they have actually ended up being becoming all elite, a great signing for the tag division as Charlie and as we was all talking about yesterday, as we did talk about the tag divisions a lot, they will be a great, great addition if used properly. Um so yeah, great, great signing. But Joe, what did you think of the what did you think of the opener, Cassidy versus yeah. Fletcher? And of course oh. your thoughts on the signing? 
I, I thought it was decent. I didn't get as much out of it as Charlie did, but that's to be expected, right? In terms of just you have an investment, it's it's more. But yeah. um, the one thing I would say is this match was hurt a little bit for me because we know what Orange is doing at the pipe. It's like that's always hard, right? Like you. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that on any other week you'd have really bought they're going to be a title change, but when you know what the pay-per-view match is, it's like you it was kind of difficult, I thought, to buy a change here, which is always challenging, especially with the time they got. But I thought had a pretty nice match. The finishing stretch, you know, is where Fletcher really thrives, right? He has some pretty dynamic offense, he's very athletic. So there was some good stuff here. It wasn't my my favorite orange title defense, but honestly, I mean He's had an incredible reign, so I don't think there's any He's shame. still good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And as for Aussie Open, we kind of, you know, we had some fun last night, right? But I think we all quickly reached the same conclusion in terms of some, it's just such an obvious fit. It's just, it's a perfect match. It makes sense for all involved. And, um, you know, I think it's relevant in the conversation we had last night about this FTR title reign. It feels like, you know, their their match with... Um, with Aussie Open should be the start of a rivalry in AEW, right? I mean, they had that match in London for New Japan. That's something that a lot of your audience never even saw. So it's like you can really, you can build upon that. So hopefully we get Aussie Open in the tag title picture as soon as possible, honestly, because I think it's going to be a hell of a time. So Wembley Stadium, I think it's got to be the, uh, mm -hmm. not that I'm biased or, you know, just feels like, you know. You <laughs> that is the immediate conclusion yeah. I came to as well. Yeah. Well, you have, you return to the scene of the crime, right? You go back to London with yeah. about, 80,000 more people there. I mean, that's a pretty cool deal. So, Aussie Open, a huge signing for sure. Yeah, hopefully they can, uh, like I said, hopefully they can really cook with them because they're definitely good enough to, uh, you know, worthy of any sort of Porsche that they could possibly get yeah. in this company, you know. Uh, they are that good. Um, Manny, thoughts on the signing, thoughts on the opener? The <clears throat> You know, it was another robbery, you know. You know... <laughs> Kyle Fletcher did everything he can to win, and then just the ref, the ref fast countered again. Man, I don't know what's going on. I tried calling the athletic commission, but they have a <laughs> one and a half star review on Google, so I didn't even bother because I knew the service was going to be bad. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm glad that there's signs, you know, Aussie, 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 Oi, Oi, Oi. I mean, you know, that's just what it is, Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, everyone. Stop. Say that again, man. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oink, oink, oink. No, 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 no. You've, you've really misunderstood this, I'm sorry to say. Give it one more go, because this is important. You may be, we may miss hearing you. I don't know. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oink, oink, oink. <laughs> He cut the that one was like a mix. Where the oinks coming from, bro? Like, There's no wink, brother. What? No, no wink. It's just He's a, linking it's, them it's together. A, yeah. Look at him, Joe. You don't know what's no, going on. Me. <laughs> the chat's not. I'm not hearing this. Bro. The chat is. No. The chat's hearing it. The on the last one, one yeah. I heard. Oi, oink, oi, oi, yes. oi. The first was just an oi. Stick with the oi, brother. You don't need no wink. You're fine. No oinks. No oinks. How many times have we done this bit in a group chat, Manny, when me and Lexi will just go back and forth saying, oh, see, oh, see, oh, see, oi, oi, oi. Where have you gone? He, he, he thought you were misspelling it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually I'm crying. i too. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, 
I mean, the match was good, you know. You know that he, he shouldn't have yeah. took that that apron bump, you know. <laughs> that apron bump was crazy. Yeah, good shit, man. Good shit. Um, I do want to say we're about to snatch up Will Osprey of New Japan. You better watch out. <laughs> oh, moving on. Let's let's reset. Let's reset. You know, we'll we'll we're gonna reset with some super chats. Please keep them coming. We always appreciate them, especially off Bam as always with the ten dollars. Um, what the hell is TK doing with Jay White, man? His first pay per view as an AEW wrestler is in a battle royal. Should have had him beat Stark Sunday, win the belt off OC on next week, and then have Starks chase. Don't sound like the worst idea in the world, to be honest, but um, that ain't happening. That ain't happening, brother. Um, I'm very distraught about the the graphic I saw earlier today, but I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna lash out. I'll let the other people do it on screen. You know, there'll be a lot more polite about it. Um, I'm not in the business of slander anymore. Um, yeah, being reserved and being a professional, I'm just gonna host this thing tonight. You know, uh, yeah, it sucks. I mean. The, yeah. the, you know, I, I don't think he'd be performative. Like, this was a huge signing, and he's a transformative piece. When that happened, we did, you know, you always have to pair these things with that disclaimer of if positioned in a certain way and if used in a certain yeah. fashion and if featured. And, you know, I, thus far, they just, they've just missed on it. And, and you were very quick on it, very, very quick on it. And I think it's fair that people are like, well, hold on, give them time. And I think now they've been given... Enough time to be disappointed. Now, what I will say is, and this is not me doing just let it play out for the sake, but I do believe this is like knowing how Tony Khan's brain works. I do think it's worth seeing things through to this next pay per view cycle, right? Because that's when he kind of starts fresh and figures out where he's going pay per view match wise. However, I want to make clear, I don't think that's any excuse for like how just slotted he immediately feels as just another guy. I think it's a, a real miss. So yeah, it, it sucks, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly a decision. I get wanting to have wanting to have him on the pay per view, but just do the singles match at that point. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You ain't lacking for guys to fill their spaces in a battle royal, like. Right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I want to say real quick. I think it's kind of funny how everybody wants everybody to have, be the international champion, but nobody wants them to be the TNT champion. You know, I just uh, mm. think it's a funny thing going on right now, you know. Well, it's, you know, it's Orange has made the title the work, the workers title now, you know. Uh, that's what the TV title, I guess. That was kind of the idea of the TNT title when it was first introduced, you know what I mean? Like, that was the weekly defense title, etc., etc. And ever since the Wardlow era, um, that has not been the case, you know. And uh, that has transitioned to... The introduction of the AEW International title and obviously Cassidy being first champion, he's been doing Cassidy things. So, well, it's funny because um, the TNT title is now the the story storyline belt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, if you think about it, Jay White and Ricky Starks don't really fit the work rate kind of thing, or maybe Jay White mm-hmm. does, but uh, like the the work rate style of the belt, but they fit the TNT style of the belt that they want to go in for that belt. And they, nobody's in there; it's just Christian and uh, Lucha Boy, and then. Uh, War, war dog. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Bam with the other five, do- with another five dollars. Uh, excuse me. Uh, assuming that TK paid for the surgery and so happy Aussie Open are signed, 
But please don't book them like JTK. Sorry for the negativity, everyone. Listen, I mean, man, you, you're a wrestling points. fan and you're getting your takes yeah. off. You're not exactly saying, oh, fucking burn AEW to the ground. Uh, you know, you're, you're, being very, you're being very measured with your criticism. Yeah. They're not Did exactly you... bad faith takes. Like, right, no. yeah, we, we all know that. We know Bam, you know. We know yeah. Bam, right? Well, that's yeah. the thing in general. Like, you know, there's a, there is a big difference between, like, using an, in, an instance of bad booking as a rule that, like, actually the promotion should die and just being like, hey, I don't think this is very good. You know, there's those two things are a world apart, and unfortunately, sometimes we lose track of that, I think. But yeah, 100%. I, if you're a fan of a guy, you're allowed to want to get first part of the game. I did. I have been laughing at a lot of the Pearl geeks that have been crying about AEW stealing Aussie Open from New Japan, which has been pretty funny. I don't, I don't get that, because how long did they have to offer those guys a contract, you know? like Years. Like, literal years. <laughs> it's, 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 like, I saw them work um god in 20 that was august 2019 it's mm-hmm. like you know they've been around like, man yeah exactly yeah, phrasing it as stealing because yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, people were throwing around like they were poaching talent it's just like listen <laughs> if new japan wanted them to be signed to contracts they would be signed to contracts right now you no know, t- to be fair ozzy open wasn't the only wrestlers that they were naming they were like naming jay white and like uh his contract front out like what yeah, do you I mean, want them to and do then, you know, Yuka and deal with Jay at this point, right? Yeah. Like that was pretty yeah. clear what his intention was. But why now you don't be? He's yeah, he's in New York, brother. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like I think they did great stuff in New Japan, but I'm just thankful they've yes. gone to the company that will still let them work with New Japan. Like, yeah. if they'd yeah, gone to know, WWE, kiss that goodbye. Like, which was part know. of why it was it felt like such an obvious fit to begin with. Right? Yeah, it's like they can still keep that partnership again. To Manny, I get what you're getting at with that, Manny. Like, that's not a thing we see as much as we'd like, right? Tony yeah. can be pretty reserved, but it's still an option, which is better than it being completely off the table. So, yeah, unless well, talent really push it through, it'll not make yeah. it happen, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, if they're tied up in storylines and need to keep win records, up in whatever. Well, boy Eddie Kingston, you know, he's working for Oregon. That's awesome. He's a that beast. Is awesome. He's back home. What is that? <laughs> Fucking uh, watching like imagine Eddie Kingston like walking around a kimono or something like that. You know, it'd be kind of yeah, funny. Like yeah, a New York his, kimono. His spiritual New home, brother. <laughs> um Mr. Pure is Claude, two dollars appreciate. Frank Lampard, it's time to stay. Absolutely not, mate. Um Well, let let hear him out. No. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Did you see that report? Well, you probably didn't because you know this is a wrestling channel, but like uh, there was like a report of like Frank Lampard would not uh, accept the offer if he was um, offered a place as the back as background staff, you know, like a, as a coach on the pitch. Mate, I want one in fucking around anyway. Get him out of here. Yeah, yeah it's definitely not time to stay. Cool, enough football talk. That'll just get me mad again. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Darren KJ, five dollars fifty-five cents. Interesting amount. Um, everyone watching WrestlePure is tonight. Watch the late night green tomorrow. The big men are back. Hashtag O2 Fund Factual. Tremendous super chat right there. Late night green. We ride again tomorrow night. 8 Eastern. Twitch.tv slash late night green. Thanks for the plug, Darren. Yeah, man. Christopher Lindsay, 499. Appreciate you very much. I know a thing or two about being strong. And all I can tell oh you, God. and all I can tell, John, oh you want strong man. Show us that. No, no, you know what? This is getting out of hand now. Christopher (laughs) Lindsay is crazy. Is that his shoot name? 
Yes, indeed, is he shoot, man? <laughs> oh, thank God! Thank God, his name's Roger Strong. That's a gimmick, man. I mean, In- incredible play. On some level, I respect it, but not a very high level, I must admit. No, no pose, not whatsoever. Again, let me stress again. Currently uncomfortable sitting. There will be no posing. <laughs> we, we're a ways away here, folks. This relate. We're not coming very close here, but anyway, we'll, we'll proceed. Imagine saying Lindsay with the end of heartache. You know, that's kind of crazy. I mean, Lindsay, chat by Lindsay. You know, I mean. Manny is really stuck on this man, but Christopher, yeah. add a few, add a few zeros on the end, and you might get a, you might mm-hmm. see some swans tonight, you know. Seven or eight. Um, on. <laughs> million dollar super chat. <laughs> <laughs> Joe just poof. Five dollars from Bam again. Appreciate yeah, he's on a roll tonight. Um, I know it's been stated that they didn't plan to have him. But that doesn't matter. You got a major player, not a bench player, out of the blue. That's obviously about Jay White again. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred, bro, I'm with you, hundred percent. It doesn't matter if he wasn't ex- and he was, if he was expecting him to go to WWE, which seems to be the case. Um, if you've got him, you've got him. You know, them ones, yeah, like, no. if you've got nothing for him, you don't have to fucking throw him out there on TV and shit. So, um, like Joe said, I guess all you can do, like, I've, I've fucking screamed and shouted about it on a few podcasts at this point everyone kind of anyone watching this at this point probably already knows what i have to think about it but um not just that i guess on the new pay-per-view cycle he gets another shot you know and you'll never be able to make first impressions again you know mm-hmm. obviously it isn't literally the first time he was in front of aw fans because of the build to the forbidden door and stuff like that and he was actually presented like such a big deal in that yeah. <laughs> Which makes this even more like you've already presented him as a really big deal to your audience, and now that you've actually signed him, it's like, oh, yeah, quick little TV feud and throw you in about a royal kid. <laughs> it's like it's, uh, it, it's yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 Jason Major 199, Lucha Boy. That's a di- <laughs> that's a dinosaur for diversity, man. Dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> um. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was it. <laughs> oh shit! Um, <sighs> Detonator Nova, five dollars. Joe, are you looking forward to Adam Cole by his latest unsanctioned match? Considering how you reacted to the last time, <laughs> Joe, but law, brother, it is a good question. <laughs> Um, I mean, this one has Sabu involved, right? So, yeah, yeah. if it was like, I don't know, the the uh, there was a lot of different factors at play with that last one that are not currently at play. I'm gonna leave it at that. Orange, no, not orange is <laughs> not my concern. Um, I remember the pain, I remember the pain in your voice reviewing that match. <laughs> yeah. well, Defeated it, no. man that day, <laughs> man who I don't know. Yeah, that was quite the night. Um, but but nonetheless, I, I think this will probably be pretty good. Like, I've said this a million times, but with Jericho, it's kind of... Whatever you think of he's like, you know, his character and his book, he's booking and his push, which is all debated and fair enough. But, like, in ring, he very seldom lets you out. He's had a couple misses on paper. You know that it happens. But he's he generally hits, and I don't think he's going to miss with Cole personally. So we'll see. Yeah, generally he's you know got a pretty good hit rate on um on pipes, so yeah. 
we'll mm-hmm. see what he's cooking, you know. Um, I just let's get back to dynamite people. Um, of course, uh, we're back in this back in this round. Ricky starts, he's cutting a promo with Renee, and he gets jumped by Jay White and Juice Robinson. Um, so that's continuing, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, obviously, we just spent the last few minutes talking about Jay White, and uh, you know. Well, there's one thing I direction I want to say about this, and then we'll Go leave on. the Joe White thing because it's exhausting. But one of the things that makes this most frustrating to me is I actually want to see this feud with like true time and effort put into it. And their match last week only made me want to see a, like an actual feud more. Mm-hmm. And instead, mm-hmm. they're doing they're getting that that feud that often guys get in AEW where it's like they just get like 30 second pre tapes every week, you know, and it, it doesn't feel fleshed out or important at all. And that's perhaps the most frustrating thing is like, I know for, you know, a lot of our, for some folks on our channel, um, they don't want to see Jay White do anything for Ricky. And that's fair enough. But personally, it's, I, I'm more frustrated because I actually want to see this feud. And it feels like I'm getting like a, like a, a preview of it almost, you know, it's like an appetizer for it. And it's just, it's bizarre. So we'll, we'll leave it there, I guess, but it's a shame. Mm, definitely. Um <clears throat> Next up, we had a FTR in-ring promo, which was then interrupted by Mark Briscoe, who then proceeded to slap the shit out of everybody. Joe, mm-hmm. your thoughts? Didn't like this very much. Um, I like Mark. You know, Mark, the, phys- the, the slap to Jarrett was incredible, and Jeff sold it yeah. as only Jeff can. I, I thought this portrayal of FTR, when I use the word portrayal, folks, I'm not saying it's not their call. I'd imagine they've got their hands all over this career, but I just... I didn't think it was a good presentation of them at all. Um, more specifically, Dax, which I'm aware this is now in a can of worms, which is not my intention, but Dax did not come across like a baby face to me in this segment at all. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who's watched these shows before knows that I'm not doing like an agenda when I say that. I love FTR, but I just thought it was badly presented. And part of it was because they were like rushing through it, you know? It was like Mark came out and he was like, shake my hand, <laughs> you know? So it just felt... It felt really manufactured, I thought. I've liked the feud. I'm excited for the match. Um, but I, I thought More this segment was... Yeah, I thought this segment was a miss, which is a shame because I've liked the rest of the feud quite a lot. But I'm still excited for the match nonetheless. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I was a bit baffled by the way Dax was uh, coming off here. Uh, maybe it was because they were rushing through it and et cetera, et cetera. Who knows? But I didn't think this was a hit. And like Joe said, um, the rest of the segments in this feud and this build of me quite a lot, yeah. So. yeah. I think this uh, one was Charlie... yeah, I tweeted on, last on. night that um, Mark Briscoe was the only baby face in this feud, and I stand by that because that segment last night was very weird, especially like the FTR portrayal baffled me because of like why wasn't Dax more sincere when it was his mistake? Right. Like, yeah, that's it, the thing yeah. that I'm really stuck on with this when they're consistently like so baby face in their promos, yeah. Like normally, it was a very bizarre angle to take. Unless the heel turns come in, and that's how they're going to run this. But I just, it's an interesting choice. I would have left it unsaid, honestly, because yeah, you kind of like while I agree with you on Mark being the baby face, that's mostly because Mark is just like he's Mark, you know, yeah. you just like Mark. But <clears throat> I thought it was kind of a mess in the sense that not only what you said, but also as a fan, you can't help but kind of be like, you know, like. <laughs> Did did Mark not watch what happened? You know, so then you kind of have this thing where, like, when when Dax says don't be don't let them manipulate you, he sounds like he's gaslighting and being a dick. But meanwhile, there's a part of you that's like 
He's kind of right though. <laughs> you got you leave this thing kind of like it's not the best presentation of anyone. But Mark obviously he comes out for him because it's Mark and that's that's his charm. But yeah, it was um they'd have honestly been better just doing a straight up babyface promo and leaving the mystery for Sunday as to where Mark feels about it and Harry feels about it. Um I do wonder, and this wouldn't make the segment good, but it might explain it a little bit. I do wonder if on Sunday it's not so much that Mark is just gonna call it in the middle, but actually he's the one manipulating Team TNA on some level. Mm. You know, and it's like, it'll kind of be a wink-wink deal. Yeah. I don't think that would make a ton of sense, but it might explain why Dex was so heavy-handed and was like, yeah, I pile drive you. Who gives a shit? You know, shit my hand. <laughs> he was like, well, mm-hmm. you do pile driver, man. It's a big deal. So, I don't know. Mm. Who knows? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Kind of mad that I didn't notice any of this while this is going on. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I will say that I am really want to see a Mark Briscoe in Sutton on scene match when they when they came face to face I said oh man this is this is the Manny special right here and uh, Sutton so yeah. casually dropped an f bomb like oh, on live TV and like I caught it on my rewatch I was just like wait you just said what the fuck <laughs> it it popped me I thought it was very Sutton no, man he's uh what a guy you know and, uh, what a star uh, what a star and I want to give a shout <laughs> yeah, to Karen Karen Jared man. Mark shoved her and she stood up, you know. You know, I thought she would have fell with those heels or whatever, but man, she stayed, she stayed strong on the ground, unlike Jeff Jarrett, where he fell. She's so, solid, know. man. Great addition to the act, you know. Dixie Carter, she's coming to double or nothing, mm. man. Yeah, that name drop. I was like, oh god, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was something, you know. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. Shout out Mark Briscoe. I fucking love the guy, you know. Yeah. Um Next up, we had a Sammy Guevara promo. Um, obviously, he's building up to his, um, you know, his total match with Sunday, four pillars. Uh, nothing, nothing too of note said in this. I don't I think it's fair to say. Not to say that this was fucking terrible or anything like that. It's just, you know, sometimes yeah, there's just not anything of note <laughs> to mm-hmm. review or we'll talk about. So, uh, next up, we had House of Black versus Meta League AR Fox. Blake Christian in the open house rules, uh, AEW trios, titles, defense. Um, the lights were different again. Monty, let um, me start off here, Monty. Man, go ahead. Those fucking lights suck, bro. I don't care how <laughs> I don't care how cool your photos look when they took them, bro. Man, I, I'm watching the match. I'm not watching the photos post time. Right? I'm sorry. I mean, I, I just couldn't deal with it. I need I need this gimmick to end. I need him to have regular matches. <laughs> I'm also mad that I took down my Mask of Dorada mask just for him to lose, and I had to hang it back up. I mean, this is just a big letdown for the Manny clan, you know, the whole time. <laughs> I, couldn't even, I couldn't even focus on the match because the lights were so bad. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, with the lights, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I like them or not. Um, I feel like I was at a chapel. I just have, like, bigger issues with the shows, you know? And the matches are actually still pretty decent, you know. So it's like I could see Brody King doing different things, like trying because they're trying to make the House of Black feel like the big act that they are. So I can appreciate it. I would just maybe go back to how they had it last week if they're gonna do special lighting because it was a bit trippy, like especially like watching them flip about with that in the background. It was it was an interesting choice. Man, you're getting angry staring at the screen, not being able to concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was. I was just like, man, what? 
feel like I'm on drugs. I shouldn't feel like I'm on drugs. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, like pictures I said, were cool though. They were very Van Gogh esque. I liked it. Um, like the actual pictures. Yeah. Um, Stained glass. But like, like I said, the, the actual match itself, and not like the one last week or whenever it was when they first introduced doing different like lightings and stuff. Um, good shit, man. Like. Mm-hmm. Brody King, you know, fucking yeah. Buddy Murphy doing Rhea Ripley's finish, and you know, yeah, it's fucking yeah, it's good the, shit, the I like that. Spot. They, it was very much like we discussed this last night, right? And I, a concern of mine was they were going to kind of, you know, put a heat segment in there and pad this match mm-hmm. to ten. It's like this was exactly what I think we all collectively agreed would be best. I think they had like five yes. to six minutes, and they gave the baby faces some cool spot. I mean. AR Fox had his big dive. The other guys hit, had their um, their big dives, and Blake always does the thing where he catches the guy. Like they had their most didn't kill him, but there was no reason to extend this beyond what it was. It was pretty much yeah. perfect. And I just to use this as an example of like, I think AEW and honestly wrestling TV in general could be a lot more flexible with with length and time and matches. This is an example of it. This was not even six minutes, I believe. Again, I could be wrong on that, folks, but I don't believe it was even six minutes. And I thought the baby faces got as much out of this as they would if they'd have, you know, sold for five extra minutes and got their comeback anyway. Yeah. Like, so I've always really effective usage of time. I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm also mad after every time the Hustle Black wrestled that we didn't get a Buddy Matthew singles match before because, I mean, from what I did see, he was pretty, he was really good in there with AR Fox and then, of course, Metal League, you know, because, yeah. I mean, have I just you, wish we got seen, singles matches. Have you seen their match, Manny, from back in the day? Metal League and Bud? Pretty sure I have. Yeah, it's pretty good. He had, he had some really good ones with Kalisto, which was always like, he'd yeah. have better matches with him than Metal League for some reason. But anyway, enough about 205 Live. <laughs> I would say, yeah. for House of Black, I want to see them wrestle a heel tag team. Because yes. I don't think House of Black really fall on either side. The crowd loves them. And they're like one of those rare acts that just transcends, like mm-hmm. putting them in either or car- ca- category. I think they can work both of them. And I want to see him have a feud with LFI. Like, I want him in the ring with, like, Rush and Andrade and Preston Vance because oh, he's yeah. just there as well when he... <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's the feud I want. You can put Jerry Seco in there. You don't have to put Preston Vance in there, you know. This is... Yeah, no, I'll take that as well. The, the audience would absolutely get into, like, building to a Brody King hot tag. The yeah. people oh. would be whipped up because they love oh. it. Every time Brody gets in front of the people, they want to see him kill guys, right? Like, just, oh, they love baby. that. They bark with him. It's great. Yeah. Imagine him yeah. and Roosh just bumping into each other and nobody oh, trying to God. sell. That Yeah, that was why mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking the Roosh and, and Buddy situation could be something too, man. We could. That's good stuff. I like Or actually. Buddy and Andrade. You know, we just watch it again. Yeah. And we know Malachi and Andrade have good chemistry. Yeah, I just want to see if Andrade can like run and stuff at 250 pounds. I'm a little. you can move. Very, very big. You know, the house, of, the house of Black have that cigarette effect, you know, where they just always look cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean... That's, that's... <laughs> cigarette effect. <laughs> Good shit, man. Good shit. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Um, all right, so um, next Shout up we had <laughs> next up we had the MJF promo. Um, Charlie, <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say that I haven't said before. All right, you know, I, 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 I do kind listen, of, listen. I just, I just 
kind of blindsided <gasps> you with that, just to give some background. MJF, you know, he came out and he does his promo. And at first, it's almost like baby faces, where he's like, he's putting the pillars over as a collective, like, we are AEW, like, he literally says that, you know, <laughs> like, and then he's like, oh, but what? Then he just switches, then he flicks the switch, and, you know, he goes proper heelish and he starts making shots at the fans and he does all that sort of stuff. And then, so he goes back to his bidding war of 2024 and his contract and the, he, he called the company incompetent and, you know, and he was just like, I'll be doing this again, you know. And then Darby comes out. steps back. <laughs> then uh, Darby comes out and they go back and forth and they do the thing. And um, I was kind of, I was kind of baffled by this. Um, I've seen a lot of, um, a lot of the punk, an MJF law specialist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have one ourselves called Ibu of Wrestle Purist. Um, he seems to be under the impression that MJF is resorting back to the stuff that he was saying in prior months. And even though we got sick of it, what he's doing is possibly setting up and planting the seeds that he was trying to plant back then for his CM Punk feud. And to that, I would say that you should read the room. <laughs> you know, fucking hell. Um, so, like, even if that is the logic behind it, which is only speculation, you know, um, and guessing as fans do and stuff, but even if that is what they're trying to do, like I said, read the fucking room. And now, uh, Charlie, now I'll give some background about what MJF did. <laughs> what MJF, how dare he do that, you know? You can now proceed to do what you always do with MJF. <laughs> Listen, man. How many times have I got to say it before something changes? <laughs> because I liked like the first minute of the promo, and then he called mm-hmm. the crowd disgusting pause, and I was like, "All right, I'm out." Like <laughs> you've immediately gone back to the same shit that you say all the time, and it's like he's not doing anything to show why he should be champion still, in my opinion, which sounds really harsh, but I don't get it. I don't get why he keeps going back to the same well when it, like, I don't know whether it's just because he knows that's what will get the fans to boo him. But it's like, you're a smart guy. Come up with something new. Like, it can't be that difficult. Because if he's got Mm. such a dynamic character, and I think he could be an incredible heel. Like, we've talked about it before. If he lent more into, like, the grittier stuff, like he has, like, shown glimpses of before, like... He could be great, but he's not. And it really frustrates me because he's a great wrestler and I always like his matches. And people are just like, well, you're fake. You like his matches. I'm just like, yeah, but everything else is shit. So I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> <laughs> I said earlier that yeah. I wasn't going to be spiteful on the podcast, but here we are. <laughs> you, you was fairly measured with it, you know. Um, he even <sighs> snuck in a compliment about his matches, you I know. Did. Um, I did. I always compliment yeah, his matches. Uh, it's it's, it's been a very you know actually so Joe I'm quite fascinated to hear what you have to say about um uh, well about about this in general you know what what, what we're doing was, here mate there was a word that Charlie used there for, for straights right for straights right it's like I think that's that's the one I keep coming back to Max because like he it feels like he needs an editor more than anything else you know there was a there was a very good promo in here. And while the Pillars thing has been divisive, his thing where he was, like, pumping up the Pillars idea, mm. I thought it was actually a really good promo. Yeah. The issue was he wanted to kind of have his cake and eat it too, right? Because he wanted to do that, 
But his concern was they would cheer him when he did that. So then he kind of front-loaded that and, and, and you know, followed it up with, like, his traditional heel promo, Charlie explained. Um, I didn't even think it was, like, terrible. It's just, it feels like he's kind of going in circles as a character, which is really unfortunate and especially frustrating because the one thing, whether you're a big MJF fan or not, that he did really well for the first couple of years of AEW was it did feel like we were seeing this character kind of progress, right? And this idea of, like, these insecurities coming out and him showing more of an edge at times and him being this and him being that. And now it kind of feels like he's stalled to me as a character. It's like the getting the bell has kind of backfired in some ways because to me, it feels like his development as a personality has just ended there. You know, we teased some interesting things there. When he won the belt and we were doing the whole devil thing with Regal, I thought that was actually, like, that could have been potentially pretty interesting, this idea of, like, you haven't seen nothing yet. You know, he's about to become a real monster now. Not not a guy who needs cheap heat. He's going to be an animal, a savage. And instead, he slowly reverted back to his. I'm sure he has his reasons. Like, I have no doubt he could explain why he thinks that was the right choice. As a fan and a viewer, I think it's made him increasingly uninteresting. Now, it has to be said, part of what he was trying to achieve here was because, you know, this Pillars thing has been what it's been, right? And you could tell Max had this idea of, I'm going to try and get this where it needs to get. I don't think he got there. I think he came close to that first half of the program. By the end of it, I was back to square one of like, I'm ready for this thing to end. You know, I just, it didn't work for me, unfortunately. And again, it's, again, it's frustrating because it isn't due to lack of skill. There was a very good promo in this segment. Mm-hmm. It was just lost in the overall package. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Manny, I know you're not a big MJF in-ring promo segment guy, but uh, you have you got anything you wanna you wanna touch on this? With? MJF MJF kind of reminds me of like a basketball player called Jalen Green. You know, Jalen Brown. He has no dribble packages, no nothing. You know, he has only one element to his game, and it's just kind of it's kind of disappointing and sad. I mean, people are saying that they might he's bringing up stuff that he might have brought up with the CM Punk feud and. He there was a little tease of it yesterday, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of crazy that he's looking past his feud and already thinking about the punk stuff. I would have just kept it focused to the pillars. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. It's fucking MGF. Who cares? I mean, he called a uh, he called Vegas. He called Vegas. Vir- <laughs> I mean, is he? I mean, he called Vegas. <laughs> he called Vegas virgins. I mean, come on, that's like the one place Vegas you're gonna call everybody virgins in Vegas. I mean. It's fucking Sin City, baby. I mean, like, you... It just bothers me no end. Like, I've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, but I do want him to succeed. Like, I would love for him to change my mind one day on who he is as a character. Like, because obviously, like, off screen, I'm sure he's lovely, like, as a person, but the character he plays on TV, I just cannot get behind it. And I do like heels. It's not because he's yeah. a heel, it's just the character work really is not for me at all. Yeah, it's um, I guess for me, like going into the feud when like they kind of got to it straight away, you know, like when they've done the first in ring promo, and it was like from the start, it was always like the pay per view match will probably be very good, you know. Um, of course, you know, like they're gonna they're gonna go out there and they're gonna try and kill it, and I assume at least um. Even MJF, to an extent, all of them are going to have like, a little bit of a chip on the shoulder and they're going to want to show out in the main event, you know? Or, well, Anarchy in the Arena could be main event. Some people think Jericho and uh, Cole might main event. But, like, you know, it's the world title match on the pay-per-view regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they're going to want to make a point and steal the show if they can and all those kind of things. But, 
So, like I said, we know the match is going to be good. So, the question for me was, like, can they make me buy into any of those guys as challengers? And can they make it feel like a real pay-per-view main event feud? I think they've failed in both both of those um, categories. Um, and I think it's hurt everybody in the long run. Like, I don't know. I don't really see MJF as, like, because I thought he was ready before. No, I think I don't think he's ready to carry a company on his back. Um, Darby, I thought he was cool. Now I think he's just like you know, just just a pretend cool guy. Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy. He did, he, he did pop me with NJF. Said he was on stilts, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, with his Darby, it's Darby stepping in the ring at like six three. I was like, right, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> I, I hope after this feud they just put everybody winning again, like." Just have them all separate from each other, and just have them just go on winning streaks. Maybe not Sammy, because I don't really want more Sammy on my TV. But Jungle Boy, that Roosh match with Jungle Boy opened my eyes. Maybe there's something there. Just have him in that direction. Hopefully, he beats uh, Christian for the TNT title. Darby, I mean, go go have fun climbing Mount Everest and bring tape of it to Dynamite. And then MGF, I mean, hope he has a fun feud with Punk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say where this like segment was placed on dynamite, I think that kind of shows where they view the world title picture to be at internally as well. Because it's not what we closed the show out with on the go home dynamite, which is a choice. So Yeah. It was also like it wasn't the most inspired layout of an angle either, right? It was very like <laughs> Dynamite rolls on, you know? Like I mean it, yeah. I know they, they wanted their big moment of the free you know the challengers kind of all stare but i mean it, it to me anyway it didn't come across while max had this big effort and wanted to make a big show of it i didn't take the angle as this like oh man they're really trying to get me with this one like yeah. if you went into dynamite unconvinced by this angle i think it would be pretty surprising if you came out of this like oh i'm ready to go i'm even yeah. less convinced <laughs> yeah yeah. I still think it should have been like a five minute MJF promo and then the three others should have come out together just to sell the fact that they're really all in on this. It needs to be one of us and not him mm-hmm. that they were shooting with last week. And I said it last week, I think that a lot of the angles felt like go home angles on that dynamite. They should yes. have swapped these segments, I think. Yeah, and I, just... I think it would have come out a lot better. I'd have just done like a big fucking brawl or something, man. And yeah, thought, this you know, is I, I have like... fucking. <laughs> have Darby coughing drop off one of the stands and fucking make it all dramatic and shit. I don't know, man. Just do some exciting, you know? They should have um, put just... MJF off guard here. They needed something dynamic going into the paper. Yeah, something exciting, to, uh, 100%. I don't, I don't think you want to set that, that president of, like, your baby face is just ganging up on the heel. I mean, I don't know, before, like... It's self-preservation, though, isn't it? Like, none of them want MJF as champion. Like, they're right. working together in this moment just to get to the pay-per-view because of... Like, if he goes into the pay-per-view weekend, that's a benefit for them. Like, yeah, and, I don't know. You know, with, with wrestling being wrestling, like, the three baby faces teaming up and wanting the heel to drop the title is then going to cause problems between those three baby yeah. faces yeah. as they disagree about how they go about it within the match and in, say, in said brawl or whatever set up yeah. we're going to do. Or, I don't know, man, but like Charlie said, there's something a bit more dynamic, exciting, would have been not really appreciated by myself, at least. Yeah. Um, I know Dynamite's not booked exclusively for me, but <laughs> that would be nice. Um, but yeah, man, uh, like Joe said as well, this didn't, I don't think this really 
sold anyone who wasn't already sold on this match if they were if this is the match that is dictating whether they're gonna buy the pay-per-view or not, you know. Um anyway, next up. We had Tav Valkyrie. Chad versus... always points out that when one of us says in it. <laughs> Listen, bro. Always pops me. We're fucking British. No. <laughs> it, it slips up. Oh, I don't even realise. Yeah, it's hard for us British people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Manny, Manny, he's right. <laughs> PJ and Rob did it to me in a group chat earlier. It was just like, I don't know what you want me to say. It's not. I say it with pride. You know, I'm on here. I've got a British Brummy accent. One of the worst you can have. And you see, Joe, Joe hears it, you know. As weirdly, weirdly though, some of our US friends don't hear it. They just hear mm. Brit, you know. Um, yeah. But my accent is nothing to be super proud of, people. You know, but I'm on here. I do fucking 500 podcasts a week and I don't give a shit. So you're going to listen to it. This is the sound that's blessing your ears on this Thursday evening. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Lady Frost versus Tara Valkyrie. <laughs> Montel has like a Gordon Ramsay kind of voice, you know, like you hear in these cooking videos. No, no. <laughs> Ignore that me. completely. Yeah, just... Our friends in the States, they don't hear the different accents. You know, it's yeah. crazy to me. But anyway. Well, Peaky Blinder. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lady Frost versus Tara Valkyrie, man. Uh, Lady Frost is, like, like, she's athletically, like, impressive, you know? Mm-hmm. There's still, like, she's still, I feel like there's still some things that she's kind of, like, putting together, you know? Um, Taya is, you know, Taya's all right, man. I like, like Taya. I always have. Um, but, yeah, this this was, you know, Jay Cargill comes out. She's watching on the ramp and stuff. Um, more and more people are starting to think that Tara might actually be the one to beat Jade because the way the way that Jay's kind of spinning her wheels. I'm, like Joe, <laughs> shaking my head kind of. I'm not convinced. But, um, yeah, th- this match is on Sunday, I believe, isn't it? Uh, they have put this yeah. on the pay-per-view, haven't they? So, um, yes. yeah, not the most exciting, uh, in-depth build, but... Yeah. Oh. Oh shit. Another oh. fellow another fellow Brit is here. You <laughs> <laughs> he might be insulted by that. It's fucking big AO, isn't it, bro? <laughs> We're here to talk bloody graps. He is, man. Yeah. Ayo, you have you came to make a big announcement or shout at us about something or you are you here or are you just here? No, nah, I'm just I'm just vibing, bro. Go ahead with the yeah, show. Man. We're talking about Lady Frost versus Tara Valkyrie, you came at the perfect time. <laughs> well, why didn't her get her flips in? Yeah, uh, it wasn't really laid up to Taya Val- no. uh, Lady Frost's strengths. Yeah, really. Mm. I thought this. I thought this was after the Sabu stuff. I mean, I, I'm kind of like throwing off now. Look at no, the, the Sabu stuff was chat, bro. It's before Roddy, right? Remember? Yeah. Now I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This was a. I I thought this was a pretty jarring like clash of styles. I thought they struggled a bit, unfortunately. I I like Lady Mm. Frost, and I would like to see her get another shot. I think her Ring of Honor shines have been pretty like pretty impressive. Um, This was less so, unfortunately. I'm not. I'm not sure about the Tyre Valkyrie project. I just don't like. I'm sure there's a role for her to play, but I certainly don't think that role is beating Jade Cargill, like at all. Um, I get being kind of like bored of the Jade thing or not interested, but you know, let's take it easy on the type Valkyrie beating her. I think that's crazy. You've waited this long. Just wait for that, man. Yes. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think there's a real opportunity to do a title versus title program with Willow and Jay Cargo. Yeah. That's like, it just landed in TK's lap, so that's how you know he's not gonna do it, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't see I don't see why he wouldn't. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a great order as well, to be honest. So I really um, wanted Willow to be the one to beat Jade like months yeah. ago. So okay. if they ran that again and she finally beat her, I'd oh. be more than happy. She beat Mercedes. With that as well. Yeah. She's kind of crazy. I kind of circumstances and stuff. But at the end of that, the history books will say that Willow Nightingale defeated Mercedes Renault. Right, right for the inaugural New Japan Strong Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. So good for her. You know? It's quite yeah. the accolade. And uh, like I said, on, I think it was worldwide on Monday when we was kind of talking about like how she got the title you know super unfortunate circumstances and stuff but if anyone's going to be the beneficiary of it like Willow is probably pretty high on the list because everyone loves Willow you know what I mean uh, it was great to see her at that moment and you know like the, the video package later on in the show where like she just you know she just she's just great you know <laughs> well TK did say a picture specifically for the match so that's pretty cool I mean if TK has that kind of you know hope for you and all that i mean you're gonna go places i guess yeah yeah hopefully a sign of uh continued faith that tk has in it you know um all right next up tony khan announces the united center for the debut of aw collision in chicago um there was some talk whispers rumors that then got debunked about daily's place but it was weird last week when the venue wasn't announced for the debut show um, obviously, there was questions asked. Those questions have now been answered. It's also since been reported that, um, you know, CM Punk is expected to be there, which was pretty much well-known and obvious anyway. And it has been also reported. Um, yeah, man. Fucking, it looks like CM Punk is fucking... And Tony Khan, they seem to be in like a, good, a good position with each other. And they're selling tickets for this United Centre thing, man. And... Uh, yeah, that, that was the big announcement, you know, like one of the more obvious announcements in AW history, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, it's an uh, sell some tickets and hopefully they can, uh, nice, <laughs> nice, man, nice, you know. Uh, they didn't call it the second coming, no, no, yeah, what's going no. on? My, wait, my pop. What about my path, Joe? <laughs> like... I think you'll get it. I think you'll get it. I do think you buried the lead a little bit. I feel like the actual headline here was that Tony Khan blinked twice. Man, he's over there molesting his mic. It's crazy. <laughs> no, it fell. It fell. What do you guys want me to do? Marty predicted this was going to happen too. Don't drop it. Um, Tony Khan blinked. <laughs> he, he blinked twice in this segment, which I believe is a new personal record for oh, Tony he, Khan. He's... He's scary. He's scary when he does these about. Yeah, he's scary when he does these announcements. From yeah, but but yeah, I mean, I will say genuinely, I was not sure about the ticket thing. Like legitimately, I wasn't because it's just so much has happened. It's like I don't know at this point. You know, there you go, Joe. You're you're questioning his observer Hall of Fame status, bro. I mean, he's a draw. I mean, what do you want to do? He's moving tickets. I mean, I love that. That's what I'm questioning. That's the most important thing that I'm questioning there. If uh, he's one, he's one of the last true draws in this wrestling business, and he's coming in here, and he's gonna sell out the United Center again on a rumor. I mean, it is what it is. Very impressive. It's not yeah. a fucking rumor. The elite ain't gonna do it to. I mean, come on, bro. I mean. It is, a rumor. it is a rumor. Nobody knows he's going to be there or not. 
No, it's not announced, but yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> Bro, you have Gold King twerking on the timeline. Whoa, oh, oh, straight edge in this rules. Grown ass man, father of two. Hey, man. He just. Father of two. Hey, man. But yeah. He's uh, supposed to be straight edge. I mean, what's wrong with that? It's a good I was, thing. Um... I was gonna just do this as like a subject by itself, like you know, the punk being set to return the report of it actually, you know, being reported that he is coming, um, and also, you know, punk punk selling tickets, bro. <laughs> He's selling tickets, and like Joe said, like he did kind of like question it. So much has happened, and there's been so much discourse, and you know, there uh, there's a lot of like loud anti punk stuff, you know, and you know, you just you don't know what's gonna. I guess you, it would be fair. Like, I don't think Joe's crazy for thinking, being not sceptical of how the tickets would go. We all knew they would sell some tickets, you know. Oh, yeah. Punk, of course. But, yeah, I didn't think um, it would be a failure. It's just, it looks to be trending really positively. So, yeah, it looks like they're going to sell out a majority of the, yeah. you know, a majority of what's available. Or even just looking at the ticket map now from four hours ago. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not exactly fucking... There's not exactly a vast array of seats left, you know. There's a couple. I was gonna say last I saw they'd sold like four thousand tickets. It's um. Wait, what? They've set up for. I don't know. That actually, Restix hasn't actually tweeted the exact numbers of what no. um. Of what's actually left, just ticket maps. But people have estimated like how many, because the whole, as far as I can tell, the whole thing isn't open. I don't think. Um. There in, is it was that general sale or pre-sale? That was general sale, right? Uh, pre-sale. Oh, well, pre-sale. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just woke up, saw the news, and I sent it to Monty right away. And I said, "A real star." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, general sale is tomorrow. Um, okay. But yeah, like, oh, yeah. This, yeah this, this, basically, the right. point is, Punk sells tickets. He sold thousands of tickets for that event. Um, you'd assume that the collision tickets will probably. Um, Will probably go up as well. Um, WrestleTix did tweet before the collision announcement in uh, United Center what the collision tickets are currently standing at for the other shows. So um, I guess when he does the next update in like a few days or in a week or so, you will actually see kind of the movement, you know, like around the country for Punk as a draw, you know, and how many mm-hmm. tickets yeah. he's moved. I'm telling you you guys now, man. If I were you Canadian folks, man, if I were you, get your tickets now before they raise the prices up even more. I'm telling y'all. Cut it first. The Hoopers told you. Manny, remember to plug the general sale as your, uh, you know, when we close there and Monty asks you any plugs. Remember to do that. (laughs) Important for your brand, I feel. um, For what? And I'm going to ask for prayer. I'm just happy there's a light at the end of the tunnel of all yeah. this fucking shit, man, because it's been going on forever and a day at this point, and I'm just so ready for it to yep. be over. Just, just yeah. get him, like, we know he's coming, just get him back on TV, but like, I don't care. And also, um, shout out Tiger Style, Julian, for the really fucking yes. cool edit oh. job, though, because that edit was incredible. Y'all fucked with that edit? That was fine, Ayo, I saw your reply. Don't yeah, you yeah. Don't, wait, what is it? You, you conceded. Was that what I asked? Did someone hack my reply and say something? Julian, uh, send it my way. I haven't seen it, so, you know, send it my way. 
It's a very good He's very fucking talented. He should he's be very quick with it as well. Yeah, which is something yeah, I really, that's something I always appreciate with like I know I'm fucking maybe doing a bit much now, you know. We're just doing like, oh yeah, Togstall, shout out to him. But like um, something I really like about him was that uh but there's loads of good editors and shit out there. But people that can like stitch videos together and like, and stuff like that. But like he's really good at being like current and stuff with it and being like yeah. quick with stuff, you know. It had the, and, audio, um, the audio from last announcement was in there like immediately. It was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's an animal, bro. He's built different, you know. Built different. Also, look at the Thunder Rosa edit he made and replied to me with oh. because it was fucking hilarious. I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually didn't see so that one. Because no, I, I added him in a tweet, I was just like, you know what to do because of Thunder Rosa's part in one of the collision videos at like a Five Nights at Freddy's jump scare, and it's all like a think about it. <laughs> Julian edited it, and it was just fucking comical. Yo, what, so what are they cooking good, with Rosa? Like, if she can't wrestle, no, and you know, nobody, I think even Rosa's biggest fans aren't really here to like watch her, hear her promo. So, like, what is uh, what's she about to be doing on Saturdays? I, I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where, in like the press release and in the promo, it's good to have her on it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine, you know, according to reports, her back is still fucked, you know? So, um. Contemplating surgery at this point, bro. Mm. Shout out my you... boy Andrade. You know, he brought the mask back. We're ready to ride. Do you think they're going to really lean into the, like, you know, the sort of promotions outlaws deal? Because nah. there are some people in these promotions who, like, it feels like they're making an active point. Like, remember this guy? <laughs> You know, like, they ain't been around, but here they Scorpio are. Scorpio Sky, bro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that before the podcast. Less cool, but, like, that oh, feels like you're actively saying to the audience, like, this is the place where, I don't want to say misfits, but, like, you know, guys who've not been around. And it's just, I don't know if they're going to lean into that. They kind of hinted at that with the deal of Rosa and Miro going into Tony's office. That was the setup, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the promotion material is hilarious because it's, like, a certain group of people, and then Samoa Joe, who's just like, I'm there, you know? Yeah. It's fun. It's Saturdays. Joe's like, just around to punch people in the face. Yeah, it's cool. Joe's, a bit, Joe's just there because Punk was just, must have mm-hmm. been adamant about wanting in there, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely cool. that kind of uh, feel in certain parts of the promo, like the promoting of this show. So. Joe does feel like a big, you know, big fight night guy, you know, Saturday nights, you know? It's also... I think yeah, it's the man. Ring of Honor thing too, right? I think because Tony really likes having him on that brand specifically. So Saturdays he can do both on occasion, and so that would be part of it too. Yeah. But yeah, for whatever it's worth, uh, the report from Meltzer was um, right uh, on the FOW website. It says Meltzer is reporting that a final meeting between Punk and AEW head Tony Khan went well, and that there are a number of other issues worked out, including an agreement that nobody will speak publicly on the brawl after all out last year when it comes to a steel Malta said steel has been under a deal for many weeks and that he will be working from home as part of the arrangement still a long-time friend of punk was fired after his role in the aforementioned fight while omega and the books were suspended um still's return to the company is believed to have been a sticking point that arose last week and caused punk's name and image being removed from the collision announcement at the wbd up front um but yeah, it's um, you know, 
Dave's uh, Dave was very very speculative and kind of painting this picture, but it was like oh, it's all up in the air, you know. And then I think it was like late last night, like an hour before Dynamite. <laughs> Ryan Alvarez tweeted like whatever the tweet was, and it was just basically the effect of like, oh well, guess what? There's no problems or something like that. And it's like, oh yeah, because you know, I don't have, that that one popped through Monty. Bro, uh, <laughs> I was just like, uh, you know. Um, I was like, the rumor that I started and me alone, it looks like it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They've had, they've had an interesting week, that pair of, you know. Um, anyway, we're not in the business of, we're not in the oh, the business you, around here, you know. Shout out to Cousin Brian. Big fans, always a subscriber, you know. Um, anyway, next up in AEW Dynamite, we had a Hangman promo. He was fired up. He's always fired up at the moment. You know, he's back in the elite. Personally, I would have liked something a bit more. Um, I don't know, just a bit more significant. I know that like they've done like the big angle after the main event match and stuff, but like the elite have just joined back together, and like Hangman's just doing like a thirty-second pre-tape. You know, um, look, it was a good promo as well, but it's just you know, wait, wait, what more? You're talking about the Hangman promo, right? Yes. Yes. Monty, come on, say what you really thought, man. I mean... <laughs> Before you do I, that, I, we did we missed the BCC one, right? Didn't we miss? Wasn't there? Oh yeah. yeah. This, it was. This, where this was that? A... Because I've not got it right uh, down. It's uh, one of my favorite parts right. of the show. This <laughs> is why this is pop up, but it's not. Pop this up, is important, yeah. you know, to add context to this Hangman promo. The BCC came out. You know, they said hey. we want blood. Rawr, we're going to kill everybody out there. You know. Yeah. It was some beast stuff, you know, especially because, you know, Moxley doesn't miss on these promos. You know, yeah, it's it intimidating. Was it was and then Brian, Brian Danielson was doing his, like, American Psycho kind of stuff, you know, where you're just like, oh, he's, he's serious about this stuff. And then you get and then you get to Hangman over here where they're, they're, these guys are talking about murdering you on pay-per-view. And then you got Hangman. Oh, yeah, guys, I'm best friends. I'm best friends with my guys again, like. Come on, hey man, they took your fucking eye out, bro. I don't care about your friends. <laughs> I feel like you didn't listen to the program. <laughs> you really didn't listen to it. You are painted this in a light that is <laughs> He saw Hangman decided that's what he said. <laughs> I, I heard he him saw say Hangman, he's like, you know what? I assume this is what he said. <laughs> no, I, I, I was on Discord. I heard him say something about you know, I'm glad I'm friends with this guy's and I shut it off. I said, fuck, no, man. No, 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 All right, Charlie. Explain, you Charlie, Charlie, explain this to us, man. Explain this to right. us. So he did make reference to the fact that the elite have all joined up again. Oh, shut right. up, Manny. <laughs> shut up, Manny. <laughs> I know I'm not but crazy. I know what I he heard. was saying that him and Kenny were never friends really back in the day, but, like, that they're family and family always comes back together. And then he was saying how they shut up, buddy. I can see you. Is this Fast and the Furious? Come on, bro. Oh my god. He was saying how the BCC have racked up a long list of like shit against them that and receipts they need to get, and they're going to be the ones to draw the first blood in the anarchy in the arena. I think if you actually listen to the promo, you would like it. It was really good. Manny Manny just gets fucking hangman PTSD ever since he tore down his fraudulent fucking hero punk. Ever since that promo Mm. where Punk was just stumbling over his words, just fucking 
just cried all over the mic when Hangman handed it back over to him. Look, man, man, he just lo- can't. He just he sees Hold Hangman on. Page. He just he just pisses his fucking pampers. I no, get it, Manny. Cry like, baby ass nigga. Bro, that I, was I, also I like Hangman. Hey, I just part. feel like I feel like no, you Monty, what I say in the DMs? I like I like Hangman. Hey, I just feel like the elite hold him back, you know. And then you know we came to the conclusion that well, yeah, Hangman hey, Hangman hey, rules, but you know. Nobody cares about him if he's not with the elite. Holding so. back, but this is the most relevant he's been on AEW yeah, I mean, TV look, in a long I just, while. I just said that he's not good on his own. He has to be with the elite. So how is that? No, hold on. Right. No, so, all, I actually get what Manny's getting. At. Like he prefers, like in terms of like just individually watching someone wrestle. Like, he prefers Hangman on his own, away from like the friends law, blah blah blah. And he's just kind of a kick-ass fucking cowboy mm-hmm. that hits people hard and shit. You know. Well, you know, but when goes. when when like, when he's in you know, one of those phases, <laughs> when Hangman's in one of those phases away from the elite sort of thing, I think it's pretty fair to say that the crowd investment is just different. It just is, it's you know. Um, even even when he's still over, the investment's different, you know, mm. because like Hangman's character, like his arc is always like he's like the uh, you know like he's. He has like self confidence issues and stuff like that. He's got he's had fucking he's been an alcoholic. Like he's really relatable, and you want to see him like win. And it's almost like I don't know. Part of me feels like his reign actually should have been like short, and like it should have had like this tragic ending, and it should have been like snatched away from him. And then it's like rebuilding up, and he has to rebuild his confidence again, and you're doing that story again because like when he was champ, and he's like, it's not going to be spiteful. I might. Out of my fucking mind was Hangman getting the biggest pass of the night during the one-on-one feud with Mox. This is true. Like, what smoking crack? Every time when he was feuding with Mo- John Moxley, it had nothing yeah. to do with the yeah. elite. He was it's getting the pass like of the night. Cowboy shit. Yeah, he's still great. I'm not saying like I'm not saying people don't care about him, but the investment, even if the pops are still out, the investment from the crowd is just it's just like different. You know, like the people want to see him like with his friends and that. Like, I don't know, man. This like, is so, this is so. He don't. He just doesn't. It don't compare. Like, Hangman coming back and reuniting with the elite. Like that's like, that's what people want to see from Hangman. If that makes sense. Like those sort of big moments with the elite. You know, well, they wanted to see He's the still... finished. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. Like, and that's that is. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what Hangman's story kind of is. Is like this arc of like friendship and ups and downs and blah blah blah. And, like, finally getting to the top. It's like when he was a, uh, when he's detached from that. Like, he's still great. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, he's no good when he's without or anything like. Like, he's still great. And there is definitely an argument like what Manny has that he's uh, he's even better in some respects. But it's just all I'm saying <laughs> is that the investment is different. No one cares about FTR. They only care about the theme. Why are they going for hold? But like, it's, jokes, yeah. jokes right. on you, AK. That was Listen, more shot at Joe. Joe likes saying, man. So, it, you know, this, this has been a whole. This has been an incredible piece of audio because Manny has got us via not watching a promo. He is yeah, he's got us debating each other yeah, for over a promo he didn't watch. This we're reassessing like Hangman and Page as a wrestler because of a good this promo he cut. I know, he, he's we, great. We got fucking Hoopered. This is what I don't want to get um, A lot of what happened with Hangman over the summer wouldn't have happened if Tony <laughs> Khan didn't decide to have a glory run and cause all these problems. So He has been trending in the right direction. To be fair, to Ayo's point, he's been trending in the right direction pretty clearly since Moxley made a point of 
I'm going to bring Hangman back up to where he should be. He made a point of that, right? And they had that extended mm. program as one of the best programs AEW's ever done in terms of match quality. And that directly transitioned to this. It's not like Hangman is like a supporting character in this elite feud. He's the reason this feud's tied. You know, this all goes mm-hmm. back to Hangman. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think there's been times to kind of question where Hangman's at, but I think the last terrible long it's been now six months. I think he's been back where he needs to be. So I don't know. I am glad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Look, that's what kind of what I don't want to get lost in this yeah. and where it kind of got to like over explaining just now where it's like I don't want people to think that I'm like, oh, Hangman, look, oh, they need to do something better with him, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying that, like, the crowd investment is definitely different when he's with the elite than when he's not with them. And neither of them's bad. They're both good, and the people always love Hangman. It's just, you know, the uh, the elite stuff is kind of like he's, you know, he's, I don't know what he is, he's specialty, whatever you want to call it, you know. He's it, was, it was a good promo, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I said it. Well, yeah, man, it's, you should you should probably watch it back. You know, that was, already, that that was, was yesterday. I'm already moving on to next week. He made a reference. The Bucks had something in their bio the other day that was like, oh, the, Bucks, what, the last time we told this story, we knew how it would end. And Hangman made a reference to that. I can't remember what he said exactly, but it was just like, we don't know where this story's going or something like to that uh, like effect. So they're, they're, they're doing law yeah. stuff again. So that's fun. The people I like actually... you. I appreciated that he got solo promo time because mm-hmm. I think a lot of what we're talking about here would be undone if like he's back in the elite, but you don't need to just have him like slot in as just like a you know a part of a of a group situation where they're all talking to get like I think it was good to give the hangman character solo promo time. Where is he at right now? What's he looking you know, what's happening on Sunday for him individually? Because you don't want to lose that. I mean the pop with the elite coming back is great and it's great they're back together, but he still needs to be an individual and I think this promo allowed that, so it's good stuff. Yeah, he's pretty good, Danny, that hangman fella. Um, I think so. <laughs> few super chats are real quick. Uh, we'll fly through them. Bam, he's on fire tonight, mate. Five dollars. He says, when MJF punk fuse starts, will MJF be face on Dynamite and heel on collision? Will Dynamite live fans see him as a face since he's there and no CM Punk? Um, I don't think so. Sounds very con- sounds very confusing, Bam. Um, My God. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ariel, my 99. Not even 900k. Lol, Smackdown Friday. Not a champion Saturday. Uh, yeah, man. Keep interviewing Hulk Hogan. <laughs> that was, that was incredible. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Uh, Darren Cage with the shot. Darren Cage, $2. Generational coping by Monty over Hangman. I was putting him over, bro. <laughs> for you if that's coping, you need to you need to brush up on those comprehension skills, brother. What's putting him over? Uh, whatever happened to Walker? Walker, Darren Walker. <laughs> oh, I don't he's know. He, he's not Darren Cage, though. He's not. He's not got a new game. Yeah. Darren, Darren, Darren Walker was sending us pounds, brother. You know that real great British style. Um, hey, oh, you want to take this one? Oh, uh, Ricky Stars, two dollars super chat. Can someone tell Ibu I still have his trench coat? Um, yeah, Monty will get right on that. You know it kills me? You don't just do the voice. Like, you put the lisp on it as well. <laughs> Why do you put the yeah. lisp on it? That's how Ricky talks. Really? Oh, man, I don't even listen to him. So yeah, man. man. That's how smooth he's talking. I believe that much, Manny. <laughs> What's going on? Manny, Charlotte. Are you gone? <laughs> Sorry. I was checking something. Manny hiding. 
What, what, what are you doing here, mate? Because it's for, this... for the next super chat. Bam, five dollars uh, again. Appreciate you. No, Hangman Total Run was ruined because TK was more invested in his favorite broken toy. It's true. Still, his most expensive well, toy. I mean, broken man, you see how happy you see how happy he was announcing that yesterday. I mean, look, man, this guy's he did happy. Not look he looks scared. That, well, that's his, that's his happy face. I know y'all heard that that spattering of booze during that announcement. Mm. There was a big pop. <laughs> Well, then there was some booze. I know y'all heard that. Yeah, wishful thinking. What? Uh, All right, now I gotta go get the audio. He's gonna crop out the let's go punk chance, you know, but you know, it is, it is what crop it is. Media. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. Uh, Griff 499. Sorry you had to go through that elite law disrespect, Charlie and I. Appreciate, Appreciate you, bro. Man, he just been. Shout out, Griff. Run the brand. It was a it was a good moment, you know. It was so Manny being informed about what was actually said on the promo we just reviewed, you know. <laughs> it wasn't disrespect, it was like a dialogue, you know, like a discussion. I got a little bit heated. <laughs> it's alright. See, this is what debates are for. Lamora, mm-hmm. five dollars, appreciate it. Is there anything that you would add or add to or change about the Owen tournament to make it more yes. interesting this year. A bunch of fucking things. Last year it was like bare bones, like it had good wrestling matches, but there was no like intricacy to why they presented it on TV at all. It was literally a tournament in like the most minimal yeah. defini- like w- sense of the word. Like it was just like, here are some matches and kind of a bracket. We're not announcing the names beforehand. So if I feel like I want a match here, a match there. I could just plug it in. Like that shit was. I would. Yeah. I would have like a stand by the ring with the trophy on it, some yes. flowers, yes. Uh, white, white and purple ropes, some hearts on the mats. You know, just everybody in the ring beforehand. Mm-hmm. An actual bracket this year. Everybody gets flowers before the start of the tournament, like you're watching Same. soccer. You know. Have when is, the heart, uh, when's the final? Sorry, my bad. But when, when is the final? Do we know when yet? The Prudential Center. Fifteenth of July. Okay. Something like that. Hmm. It'd be nice if they like dedicated an episode and it was like the finals, you know, and you had like the semi final. Yeah, I don't know. Something. I would like them to play national anthems before every match, you know, for the respected competitors. (laughs) All right, let's leave it there. That's enough suggestions. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really I'm really juniors too much, but I do like the national anthem. Mind you, this is a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. Let's start with that. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to. Um, but yeah, obviously, in terms of presentation, it would be cool if they do like the whole lot opening ceremony thing like they do in Japan a lot. Um, yeah. That would be cool. The big trophy, as Manny mentioned, being ringside. Um, stuff Joe mentioned about doing like a dedicated episode to the final or finals. Um, all these things, bro. Um, I know Ibu all was banging on a lot about last year about like the lighting and like the fucking canvas and you know like, all those kind of things, the ropes. Just make it different, bro. Just make it feel special. Yeah. Make it feel like once a year, this is different and this is what you're gonna do with it, and it makes it feel like it means something, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's got Owen's name attached to it as well, which gives it like a level of prestige and like, like real like care and respect about it, you know. Um, so yeah, like the def- when it first got announced, like they done the press release that they were gonna do the Owen, like there was so much excitement, bro. There was so much excitement and so much like um, 
anticipation of what they would do. And as Ayo and Joe were talking about, look, they didn't really do quite a lot with it. So, you know, there's definitely more steps that they can take with it this year. Yeah. Um, Open ceremonies at Double or Nothing, isn't it? Yes. I think they did say that, actually. That yeah, but a proper one. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. They should unveil <laughs> the bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, David Mokwa would Dax Harwood of FTR $2. At Ricky, why do you have Ricky's... Why do you have Ricky's trench coat? Mm-hmm. I think he's meant to say mm-hmm. you, you, you messed up your bit, bro. You messed mm-hmm. up your bit. Uh, anyway, a blown bit, a blown yeah. bit. I can relate, brother. It happens to me. <laughs> At Dax, that's for you to know and I to never find out. I think you, I think you messed that bit up too. <laughs> yeah, we did. Y'all just dropping the ball. Oh, Stop, yeah, don't that's for us here. to know and I to never find. That's still, that's still, still, still wrong. Yeah, still up, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do that voice really good. Oh, uh, thank you. Bam, five dollars. Appreciate you again. I swear, if it comes out that Ricky didn't want to put over white clean, like he, like he didn't want to put over swerve, I will become what I sent to group chat. Ayo. Well, that sounds like that. That, that does sound like real grabs. When, I'm sorry. When, when someone calls on Ayo when talking about being slanderous, it's always very scary, you know. Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. That's cool when superstars do it, but Ricky, come on, bro. You guys me, actually. Me, me and Manny been trying to tell you all about Snoozy Starks for months and months now. Well, I understand that I acknowledge that, but it's kind of, shock. objectively, it's kind of real grabs for guys. Goes, nope, I'm not doing it. You know, it's kind of awesome. I mean, I understand it's like you're not a fan of the guy. I get it. I respect it. Concede, but like getting to TV and being told to finish going, well, maybe not. Then if I was Jay, if I'm Jay, what has Ricky done to be able to be like, no, I can't job to this guy. Like, who are you, bro? Like, in this situation, it should be the other way around because Jay White's done so much more than Ricky Starks. If I'm Jay White, I throw my replica IWGP title on the desk. I say, bro, look. That would be. Just ordered one off of the Ricky. I saw at the Tokyo Dome and MSG. What has this guy done? Look, I'm not here. I'm not trying to relitigate. Ricky Starks debates. I'm not trying to debate Ricky or Jay. I'm simply saying that when a professional wrestler refuses to do a job, about 80% of me is like, well, that sounds pretty fucking awesome, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> a real worker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I... And, that's, and I'm, listen, I'm consistent on that. You, you'll not hear me get mad about you are. Yeah, I, you know, I was a pretty big Miro fan. Someone said he didn't do a job. I said, honey, I buy a t shirt or something. Man, this guy's really. <laughs> so, that's You're that. an anyway. You're an animal. Mm. Um, all right, next up we had uh, Adam Cole, Jericho, Chris Jericho contract signing. Oh, hold you know, on, they, uh... put up that super chat. I need to nail that one in the butt before it even spreads. Nail that one in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> nail it in the butt. That's not the wow. term, but uh, <laughs> it's nipping in the bud. Bud, brother. Wow. Nail that one in the man, butt. He's, he's misunderstanding common phrases, really catching him tonight, man. He's really getting him. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Enjoy the rest of the show. Peace. See you. <laughs> this has been an all time. <laughs> this is good. I already can't do it. I already messed it up, man. <laughs> Well, you can't even reply because the super chat's here now. One not in on Hooper, you talk like that. Right now, I... but you still in DMs from Ricky Starks. I have Ricky Starks blocked, you know. <laughs> There's no way I'm in those DMs, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Darren Cage, you two dollars. 
Appreciate it. Refusing to do the job rules unless it's Starcade 97. Here's a problem. Being objective, that's still kind of rules, but that is an extreme example. Um, I would recommend, if a wrestler asks me, try not to do the no-job deal after an 18-month build. <laughs> Generally, there's, <laughs> there's, there are certain occasions you should probably just, you know, just do business, but... Um, that isn't that is an extreme one. I will say I'll concede on that. That's a pretty tough one to defend. All right, before Manny done uh, some great performance art, which he always does. Um, Adam Cole, Jericho contract signing. Uh, they both come out with the you know they come out with the crew. With Adam Cole, this just means Roddy Strong. But uh, Jericho had all his boys there, you know, and they get down and they get around to business and they're cutting the promos and they're going back and forth, pretty much echoing a lot of what's already been said in this feud. But it was good stuff, nonetheless. Um, it did part me seeing Roddy kind of just standing. I messaged Joe, just look at Roddy, man, you know. And I knew Joe would see, like, he's not the only other person that would see these, these, things. yeah, you know, you can tell that Roddy don't know what to do with his hands and shit, and he's just standing there. And I'm just popping away, at it and it's nothing to do with actually what I'm meant to be focusing on on the TV. Um, but yeah, man, um. They get into it and they almost come to blows with like a brawl and stuff like that. And then Adam Cole gets on the mic and, you know, Jericho's like, oh, well, there's five of us and there's only two of you. And Adam Cole's like, wow, putting a call, you know, putting a call to a... And he was building him up and, bro, I was, I, I had no idea what he was about to drop, you know. When he said homicidal, I thought, well, maybe it's him, you know. And then he was like suicidal, crazy, all this other shit as well. And I was like, okay. Had no idea what was about to happen, you know. And out comes fucking ECW. God. <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could have given me a hundred guesses. And oh, I yeah. never would have put a Sabu. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? I was really happy to see like, him get yeah, like, a payday, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think it was X-Pac, Sean Maltman tweeted, like, no one has put more into wrestling and got less out of it than Sabu. Um, I'm sure there's obviously a lot of people that have come into the conversation because wrestling has been quite an ugly business over the years when it comes to shit like that. But uh, Sabu is definitely one of those guys, you know. Um, so like I said, it was really nice seeing get a payday. Got a really big pop, and he's, he's fucking Sabu, man. And he's going to be involved in the uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view. He's going to be the... Uh, they said on the show that he's going to be in Adam Cole's corner. And then on the graphic, it's like he's going to be the enforcer. Yeah. yeah, so like, what is he? Like, is he on Adam Cole's side or is he in the middle? Like, what are we doing here? You know, I think um... the idea is more that like Cole has got him <laughs> to ensure there will be no shenanigans with JS okay. and stuff. I think yeah. it's the idea. It's funny. I wonder what Sabu and Adam Cole talk about on the side, you know. Sabu is my favorite member of Undisputed Era. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope Sabu. I hope Sabu does his moonsault or whatever he does. The... Yeah, I don't think, bro. I know he. I know he's absolutely beat down at this point. You know, like he's, so fun, you know, but he he's crazy. He always has been crazy, bro. And I would not be. No, I'd be slightly. I'd be slightly surprised if he did. If he did do like a big spot or some shit, you know, like. Yeah, so Sabu, just... man. Yeah, he's Sabu, man. Like it's, it's Sabu. It's enough said. Like. Um, we don't have to go into like who Sabu is. I'm sure most of the people watching are well aware of who he is, or at least like uh, the legend of who Sabu is. You know, um, like I said, big part, cool moment, took me by surprise. I think it surprised everyone, and it was nice to see a legend get a payday, man. Um, 
two powders is going to be on double or nothing as well. So. Yeah. yeah. Like when he started, I'm just like, Carla Riley. And then he was just started talking about like homicide or suicide. I was just like, who the fuck is this? And I, then it was Boo, and I was like, I never would have got that. So. I thought it was, it doesn't be 50 Tom Lawler, but you know. Mm. I thought, because when he said local and he said someone I, I was like, he grew up watching, I thought he was going to be, I'm Mike Tyson. And I was like, convinced <laughs> this is going to be the case for about five seconds. Because, you know, Mike and Jericho did, they made like their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was not I'm Mike Tyson. Adam Cole doesn't seem like the boxing kind of type, you know? It just. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe esports fight. Just, it's just a promo, man. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good contract signing up for. This yeah. program has been like really solid, I thought. Yeah. It's not like to me, it's nothing like crazy dynamic or like I can't wait to see this match. But I think it's been really steady. And it's two guys who, who are, you know, know what they're doing and are both super over. And I think they've done a nice job with it. Like, again, I've been in, you know, two years and everyone's going to be saying, man, you remember that build for Drip? But. I do think they've done a nice job of, of getting this thing where it needs to be. I'm not convinced, even with the stipulation, I'm just, I'm not convinced that this is, uh, that this is done on Sunday. I think, I think that result is, is in question. I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure, but we'll see. It's, um... Are we saying the name? I'm confused what's going on in the chat right now. What's happened? This, apparently the way we say Sabu is weird. Well, it's more Sabu. Sabu, I feel like, okay. I feel like the essays. It sounds like you're saying Shamu. Sabu. Am I saying it wrong? I think I'm putting emphasis on the U and not the A. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Technical things. Sorry. Right, I was, so. I was just reading the, the chat. The fundamentals of podcasting that we go through. The technicalities, you know. Sabu. Yeah, echoing kind of what what Joe said to be honest. I think a lot of people were like worried, you know, like when Adam Cole came back, he's like first few Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has had he's had some really big hits and he's had some kind of misses and he's had some segments specifically that have been like really big misses. Um and obviously there's that classic criticism of Jericho, especially in AEW of his feuds going too long, blah blah blah. People wanted to see Adam Cole get back and on fire sort of thing. So um like I said there was kind of like a lot of worry you know when this feud looked like it was taking shape but as joe said they've you know they've not they've not fumbled it at any step and there's been some cool matches like roddy versus jericho something that i'll remember for a long time mm-hmm. roddy versus daniel garcia was fucking awesome last oh, night yeah. um, don't get me started montel i mean that <laughs> 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 oh we're getting we're getting it very soon charlie you got anything you want to write about the uh the contract signing and um, um. I thought it was a good segment. Like the build for this has just been easy to watch each week, which we kind of take for granted in wrestling sometimes. Like it hasn't been like standout, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's not meant to be like the key match on the pay per view. But I, th- I think it's been good. I enjoyed it. The segment last night was pretty good. Mhm. Absolutely. Right. Um. Manny. You can cook. You can cook now, my uh, my brother Roddy Strong versus Daniel Garcia, starting off with a real, real grabs lock up. You know, bro, real that, cheap brother. You know, that was some real shit, bro. And I just, <laughs> bro, I I, you know, they have a better match in them because I I don't know how long this yeah, match was. Maybe like what less than like seven minutes, right? I think That's it was around. It felt like they were in like phase two of like a really, will, yeah. yeah. It, it was on. awesome. The lock up to the groundwork where everything just looks snug. And they started chopping each other. And then 
I'm pretty sure Roddy does it all the time, but the way he ducked under Garcia's chops, like quick to counter, I, I, this is you're watching a pro work. And I said, this guy, mm-hmm. this guy's at another level compared to everybody else on the show beforehand. And everybody felt like they were sleepwalking through everything. But Roddy's an animal. He wasn't going to let anybody else sleepwalk through Dynamite. And him and Garcia just tore it up. I, I need to see a rematch. It might be in Rashid. No, Rashida's not around anymore. It might be the Globe Theater next time they have it. But I I need them to go long. I need them to have a good world title match. Because this is just some legendary stuff between the two. And Roddy took, Roddy took a bump on the, I think it was during commercials, to the floor. And he didn't have to. He just did it because he said, fuck it. I mean, this guy's just a straight animal. You go, Joe. I'm passing it to you. Yeah, this was proper graps, as you said. I think you laid it out pretty much perfectly, mate. I, I mean, they had around eight minutes, and they—they, you know, they're not going to go out there and try and have a, you know, like this uh, match to your candidate because that wasn't their role on the show, nor was they did they have the time to do so. But it, but the absolute quality of the work here was like immense. You know, like everything, as you say, everything was tight, and snug, and sharp. Um, Garcia went back and forth with Roddy just enough to make it competitive, but didn't just fucking stand there and trade shots with him all day because that that kills Roddy's gimmick. Right, like on one of the chops, Garcia just felt his back because that's the point. Because the kid, he understands wrestling, he gets it. And Roddy is just, I honestly, I'm not sure there's a great wrestler who's less fun to wrestle than Roddy. It must be unbearable. Must be. He's all over you. I mean, he's like a rash. He was just charging at Garcia in the ad break. He was clobbering him with chops. And uh, yeah, my dick chop. He did. It was. It was quite the deal. And his engine is still outrageous, which is crazy after all the time he had off before this little comeback here he's having. And he looks better than ever, honestly. Uh, so, really good match. I don't say this very often, but these two had such immediate chemistry that these two probably have a 45 and beyond length match that I would enjoy. And there's not many guys I would say that about, but I think these two fellas could, if at, for example, I'm not talking about AEW necessarily here, folks, but if at the Globe Theater for a PWG, I think these guys go nearly an hour, and I think they would they would have a, a match that's worthy at that time. Um, this is just a snapshot. you got to remember that, right? It's a different kind of deal. But. Joe, I don't know if you thought, for some when I saw this matchup being announced last night, Yesterday, for some reason, I thought Garcia was going to play like the punk part in. The, you remember the punk match they had in uh, ROH, where mm-hmm. uh, he was he was running from yeah. the chop. Yeah. I thought they were going to do that for a bit, or Garcia was, but no, man, he just he took the first chop and then just started exchanging with them. And I was just like, it's cool because it was it was something different than I thought he was going to do. Because he's walking that balance right now, right, Garcia, where it's like he's making it very clear to the audience what he's capable of as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But he's continually trying to sprinkle this sports entertainment business in, and every time he does it, it backfires. But he's mm-hmm. he's convinced this is the way to go, and he's he he wants to be more than he wants to be right. He wants to prove the people the people wrong about it, and uh, it's really good stuff. Again, like let me be clear, folks. I'm not saying it's like a classic match or anything. It's like, but it's just it's, it's rock solid, and it's such the work is so so uh, so high level. So yeah, it's think... worth noting. Go ahead, Manny. No, I say this is one of the this is the match. Like I said, this is. A... Like a classic or whatever, but this is the kind of match people are going to look back when Garcia is developing or when he's a future main of like main eventer for this company. They're going to go back to matches like this and say, like, mm-hmm. look, see, he had he had the fundamentals to do where he is at now, yeah. and this is all just leading to his future spot and the position he's going to be in. It also, yeah, it to your credit, I dismiss Manny when he brought this up. You know, obviously he's not going to win. I'm not being silly when I, but it genuinely feels like with these three wins, you could actually steal a TV main event with him and Max, Roddy and Max. I honestly mm-hmm. think you could do that at this point. He beat Jericho last week. He beat Garcia decisively, right? Like with no doubt <laughs> about right. it, he was finished. Mm-hmm. So again, folks, I get that, you know, it wouldn't be a 50, you know, like on the mic, Roddy can't do anything with Max and so on and so forth. But 
as a TV main event for one of their specials, whatever it may be. I think that'd be pretty fun, personally. So I would like to see that. And if not, yeah, that, they could, they could you know, do it. Um, Claudio and Roddy, is it. It. yeah, they, they could definitely do it as well in a way of what like, spilling into the Adam Cole stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think I just think it's funny that Tony doesn't really give guys when they sign them. Yes, right out, I was gonna say he doesn't really give these guys pushes like this right out the back after he signs them. And I, I, I I'm kind of interested to see what he's cooking up with Roddy because I mean nobody just goes three and zero in AEW without a reason for it. That's a good Man. point, by Monty. If we believe Cole is next for Max at the pay per view, which I think is a very fair guess at this point. It would make sense as a bridge. I, I agree with you completely. But anyway, I, Manny and I have talked enough. Charlie, what do you think of the Roderick Strong? <laughs> I was just letting you guys get your shit off because honestly, it. like, there's not a lot else I can say because you guys have summed it up pretty perfectly. I really like this match. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of this sort of style, but I just like mm-hmm. Roddy and Garcia so much that I was just invested in it. Um, I would like to see them wrestle again and again and again. So. Yeah. Just, just keep throwing them at each other. It'll be great. Yeah. I'll have a great time every time. <clears throat> well, yeah, man. Roddy Strong, he's 3-0. Uh, and, and I think it's fair to say that he's 3-for-3 uh, three three for really good matches and 2-0 two, mm-hmm. two for really great singles matches. That Jericho match was like, yeah. yeah. So you, know, you, know, you don't see that every week, you know. Um, really good stuff. Um, a few more super chats before we move on to the last few things on the show. Um Mouse eighty four. He says one ninety nine. Odds on Roma refusing to job to Cody at WrestleMania. Well, if you'd have bet on that, you know, for this year's WrestleMania, you may have collected money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not maybe. saying it's true. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe worth asking a question. That's what I'm saying. You know, hundred percent. Mouse fan one ninety nine. Sabu versus Sabu Funk Bardwar in ECW is essential viewing. It's and there's a lot of essential viewing with those two, to be very honest. Um, and that promotion. So, you know, get your ECW pops, people. Get your Funk pops. Get your Sabu pops. Get them all. Um, legends of the business, people. Jacob Donnelly, $5. Um, Love Cole's logic of let me get this 50 year old broken down man as my backup. Good shit, bro. Yeah. Real. It's pro wrestling, bro. Yeah. I mean, he didn't pick Bobby Fish, so I don't really know. <laughs> Thank God. That would have been something, man. I would, with that, with oh, that promo no. before. <laughs> if, if he had done all that lead up and it was Bobby Fish, I don't think Bobby comes in and giving it this <laughs> Yeah, with, with that Bobby Fish, with the Bobby Fish AEW theme as well. Like. <laughs> Bobby comes out like shadow boxing doing the deal. And, oh, mate. Be you know, it'd be funny if it was Bobby Fish. They sold it like that. Uh, Matito Ortiz came out in TNA. That would oh. be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Fish, that is. That's a deep cut, right there. You know, uh, Mason eighty four. Um, Somebody has to make it now. Sorry, Mason one ninety nine. Roddy, one of the best in AWW. Knew he would beast. Um, I mean, you know, it's. One of those things, he, we, a lot of us were saying free Roddy for a long time, you know. Um, yes. He, he, we, we spoke about it, Joe spoke about it, I think a few of us spoke about it, you know, that when he first re-signed with WWE a couple of years ago, whenever it was, things were very different, you know. Um, yeah. It was it was pre-2.0, you know, before that whole, whole idea, he was in a very nice position. It was before Triple H's um, 
you know, heart issues and Triple H is always, you know, very, um, very big on him. And he had a lot, he seemed like he had a really solid job. And obviously, uh, Marina Shafir, like she had a job. She was there. That was a huge part of it as well. Like, he seemed like very, like, stable and in a, in a nice place, man, you know, and he signed that contract. And then all literally all those things I just mentioned went out the window, like, within a few months, you know, and he's working with all these, like, he's working with all these younger talents and stuff and he's putting them over and he's being used as almost like a fucking player coach, you know. Um, and then he gets injured and stuff as well and he's just like, oh, man. So it was a hard few months, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was a hard few months as a big ruddy guy. So, um, it, 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 it honestly it is cool that like he's they let his contract run out or he finally got his release, whatever the situation was, and he's been allowed to come into AEW and fucking cook, man. Because yeah. that's what Roddy does, bro. He's an animal. Um, and a lot of people are seeing it for the first time, which is always which is cool as well. So, mm-hmm. shout out Rod Strong finally on the big time on national tv and he's kidding it um <clears throat> christopher Lindsay speaking of the devil <laughs> 499 joe won't flex i don't know might need to go back to nxt how about we get money to do the daniel garcia little dance <laughs> you got it in your money like it's not a little dance but it's pretty big dance at this point right it's pretty <laughs> i mean i'll take it <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that, man. That's me. That was me sitting down, you know. I can't yes. stand up right now. Uh, so, Boo's last match was 2021. It's not impossible. That's probably about no. me asking if he'll do something crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I will pop fucking huge and just pray for him, you know. Didn't that Boo like, have like a heart attack or something like a month ago or something? I don't think so. He did have a health issue, I believe. Didn't he say he had something mm-hmm. wrong with him when he was in hospital? I think yeah. he like, tweeted about it. Yeah, <laughs> it, happened, it, happened at the, it happened at a festival, right? Not a festival, but a signing. I don't think it was a heart attack, though. I don't think it was something. Oh, I guess that. I just made that up. All right, you, go. you do that a lot. It's all right. <laughs> You um, just have like little bits of information and then fill the gaps in the most wild ways possible. <laughs> It cracks me up so much. Like the Hangman promo. He has a Twitch. He has a Twitch channel, which I did not know. Too many. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. Yeah, that's when you said earlier about Adam Cole. I was going to say like they can talk about Twitch, you know. Ah, <laughs> maybe that's the... how they're in contact. Yeah, talk about how subs that... and bits and stuff. What the hell does Sabu even Twitch about? Perhaps. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Bro, we've been on for an 43 minutes about wrestling. Of course, he just talks about wrestling, man. Come on. Is it... uh, I guess. Shit. All right, back to Dynamite, people. Uh, keep the super chats coming on. We always appreciate them. Uh, please like and subscribe if you haven't already. That is also massively appreciated. And um, yeah, we had a Willow Nightingale video, and it kind of recaps the match with Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet is shown on AWTV, which a lot of people got very excited about. I just kind of saw it as like, well, fucking recapping, recapping the match. I obviously wanted to make a point of um, putting Willow over here, you know, and obviously Mercedes is a very good way of doing that, you know. Um, yeah, man, it's just, like I said, what we were talking about earlier when we touched on it, it's just, it's just really cool that Willow's got this opportunity. And even though it was unfortunate circumstances, it's cool that um, someone like Willow can benefit out of it, you know, and um, I'm sure she'll do that about more than justice, you know. Um, she's awesome. So, um, yeah, has anyone got anything to add on the Willow video package and the presentation was, sort of thing? 
it's it's a simple like it's something you just obviously should do, but for all of his strengths, this is something that I think it was a certain point and he's like, you know, time running AEW, Tony would have missed this kind of this kind of you know, easy play. It's like a home, it's it's such a uh, it's an open goal. So I'm glad they did it. You know, I think we all want more of Willow on TV and uh, this was a nice way to show what she did and also set the stage for what she's going to be doing moving forward and hopefully they maximise it because even without this opportunity, Willow's money, you need to get Willow on this TV show as much as possible. But with it, it's like you're getting given the ball. No right? brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I think Tony would have showed this no matter what what part of AW is because I think it's just somebody pinning Mercedes. So he was going to take advantage of it no matter what. Yeah. I'm happy Willow got her flowers. She deserves it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. All right, let's move. Um, I think we're on the main event. I don't know how I missed out the Blackpool combat called Promo earlier because, like I said, mm-hmm. it's genuinely one of my favorite parts. Sure, Moxley killed it. Um, and Danielson's Danielson, man. He's done his thing, and Claudio and you just kind of stood in the back looking angry. And you have been mugging the carriage. Yeah, into <laughs> ways of power. Uh, but yeah, that was great. And obviously, we touched on that earlier. I just, um, but if I'm correct, yes, we are at the main event now. Yeah, yes, all right. Claudio Casanova and Willie Utah challenged for the ROH Tag Team Totals versus the Lucha Bros. This is good shit, man. This is good shit. Um, there was some elite interference towards the end and after the show, etc., etc. And um, I, I, I like this, man. Um, Lucha Bros, they haven't had enough tag matches on AEW TV. Um, I think that's actually an understatement. <laughs> you know, like it's, it, they've kind of been missing in that regard in terms of uh, tag matches anyway. Um and even just in general, they just do not feel as prominent as they once did, you know. And they're awesome, and I can't actually figure out a good reason for like why, like even with the injuries and stuff, thrown back right in, you know. Um, the crowd's always into Penta. Ray Phoenix is genuinely like slowly slipping into being underrated. <laughs> like, yes. uh, he's an animal, man. Phoenix is a fucking animal. And Claudio, it goes without saying, and I, I'm really popping for you around this current run. So, um. I had a good time with this, man. Obviously, we'll get into the post-match angle as well. Um, but uh, I'll throw it to you first, man. You're the big Claudio, big Claudio scout. That's your boy, man. What did you think of your boy's main event last night? Dude was a monster, bro. I mean, I'm I'm glad that he's on. He's getting on TV. That was Adam Lavelle esque. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's getting he's getting the the shine that he's been needing to get. I love that he's a Ring of Honor right now, but he, this guy needs to be on the main stage right now. He's doing some of the best work he's ever done in his career. You know he's loving being a heel, him mixing it up, slumming it up with Penta and Phoenix. Man. And then he, I, I thought the craziest spot was, uh, wait, why'd you make that face? Well, just interesting phrase. Yeah. <laughs> it just him. Him throwing Yuta onto onto Phoenix and then him eating the Canadian destroyer. Oh, this that Canadian just... destroyer was something else. I mean, I think this is honestly, I gotta think about it, and I thought about it a bit. Was uh, this is honestly the best uh, AEW tag team match this year? And uh, I agree yeah. that it was the best TV match. Yeah, I, I can't think of any other matches this year that that have been blown away. Uh... BCC versus Top Flight. Oh, Aussie it's... Open versus Young Bucks, but I'm biased. I thought the Top Flight, the one with Danielson, because I know they did a couple that week. The Top Flight versus Mox and Danielson, I think. 
I think that was probably my peak. That was like the first week of the year, right? Yeah. So it's still, it's been a I'd while. I have to rewatch that. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, usually with AW, we have like a ton of great tag matches this already, but yeah. you yeah. haven't had Obviously, any. See, Buck's first top fight was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pass it on to somebody else. I can keep going, but I'll just keep going, bro. Keep going. Can you keep going or not, brother? Can you keep going or not, brother? Actually, I don't want to keep. <laughs> I knew it. I know, so I'm going to call his bluff. Go on, then. <laughs> Oh, I can keep going. I keep going. Um, no, this was really good. I hate to steal Manny's bit, but I actually agree with him that Claudio was like the story here. Like, mm-hmm. he's probably the best tag team wrestler of the last twenty years. He's had like eight good tag teams, and Uter is quickly becoming yeah. the latest. This dynamic with Uter is perfect. It's so great, um, and he was just on here and they had some cool tandem offense they worked in there too they were such a good team that they had my attention in a match with lucha bros which is saying something because those guys are obviously a spectacular uh but i'm with you on monty in terms of good to see those guys back on tv in a, in a prominent tag match i want to credit the booking on this i was just really well done you advanced your main event angle you know if we're being honest the main event angle for double or nothing right so you give the show a closing angle for that you give your weekly show a big time main event for the tag titles and in order that, the Lucha Bros, while they got us some help for the win, still a pretty neat spot for them, right? They get a pretty big win yeah. in the main event of Dynamite. You killed a, you like you did a lot here. You achieved a lot with this deal. And it's not – these are the kind of things that, while they might not be the booking plays that we make like a video essay about or whatever, this is the kind of thing that makes your TV show better. Because this wasn't a match you had to book, but you've used this, this Claudio Phoenix BCC Lucha Bros two-match deal – to give yourself two really strong TV matches. And I, and I think, you know, it was very, very apparent watching this week's show. That booking play helped them tremendously. So credit to the booking too. Yeah, man, it was a good show. And obviously, like John touched on, you know, they got a little bit of help from the books and co. And, you know, uh, books and the whole thing where they run through the crowd and, you know, uh, there's the promo and, you know, you've got like, the visual of like, the books in the crowd and the BCC in the ring and uh yeah, I, I thought it was a cool way to end the show. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. Charlie, I know you're fired up for this one. We're all fired up for this one, but um, you're, uh, yeah. you know, you've, 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 you're really into this. You know, you're, oh yeah, this, you're, this you're, is your soul. Brother. You know, you yeah. bought your ticket. You, you, you're I'm all there, very you know? excited. Bought double or nothing. I'm ready to watch. That's a lie. Actually, I haven't got the pay per view yet. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Like this, just just this match in general, but like the post match, like of this was really. It was interesting that it was just the Bucks involved until you consider when it comes to the Lucha Brothers. That's like the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers have been connected since before AEW even existed. Like mm-hmm. their careers are so entwined, so it made sense that it was just the Bucks involved here because like there's so much history between the teams. But the match itself, it's like this is why I love tag team wrestling. Like, matches like this is, like, it's just the thing that I want the division to be. And I really hope we get more of this in the future. And, um, yeah, an interesting note, Matt was wearing a Bullet Club shirt, an old Bullet Club shirt. And I was like, oh. I don't know what we're cooking here, but... Um, mm, keep your eye open for Cole Anderson on mm. Sunday is what I take from that. <laughs> yeah, imagine. It was, it was, a, it's, it's a choice. I don't know whether it was just because they were spamming co- super kicks on Claudio to like keep him down. I think 
them choosing to do that was a good booking decision because it made Claudio look even more of a beast. Yes. That he needed to be hit with about seven super kicks so that Penta and get the win. Um, but yeah, it could have been a reference to that. It could be a reference to the fact that like the elite was a like spin-off of Buddha Club. That's where it originally formed. It mm-hmm. could be a sign of things to come. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Not I at this current moment. No, I'll mm-hmm. get back to you in a few weeks if more hints drop. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. This is we, this is yeah. It's, it's good shit. Okay. We we do need to credit. You know, we we talk, we missed the BCC promo and all kind of covered it afterwards. And Moxley here. We, I know you probably had it in the notes, Monty, but Moxley cut two money promos on this show. You know, and mm-hmm. and I I've been consistent on this. And last night I tweeted it with a slight hedge because I didn't want people to be in my mentions. Like, actually, insert wrestler name who cuts promos is better. I got. I don't think anyone's close to John Moxley right now. I, I honestly, in terms of consistency, he's quite. His delivery is always immense, but his content is so strong. Yeah. He always has cool lines that stick with you. The kind of lines you can use in a video package or whatever it may be. Like, I don't think. I genuinely think like daylight second at this point. He gives them great promos every week. Both of his promos this week came to a combined, what, 90 seconds? Both money promos. You know, like, yeah. he's unbelievable. He's one of the best promo guys I've seen, Junior. I think he's incredible in that regard. I think it's almost taken for granted at this point how good of a promo he is. Yeah, so. yeah I think there is definitely an element of it being taken for granted with Marks because it's just not something that people really associate with him immediately. Like, everyone knows and he's aware that he puts really good promos, but like I said, mm-hmm. it's not something that they immediately associate with him. It's more like his brawling style, his gritty vibe, all those sort of things instead. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's he, he's kind of like underappreciated in that regard. Um, a couple more things before we go out of here. Of course, that's the end of Dynamite. Um, and one of them kind of we have been prompted at by one of the Super Chats. So we've been lucky there. Cheesy Chester, $5, says, what's up, gang? Just got here. Don't know if you've covered the ROH card. 19 matches. Tony, you got to chill sometimes, lol. Um, I know, I think, I can't remember if there was a report or just someone, you know, someone said it on a podcast or whatever it was. But, like, there was apparently this, like, talk of making it, like, you know, like basically, uh, I don't want to say dark because, obviously, they've got their own titles and stuff like that. But in terms of, like, the way the show's formatted, and I think the 19 matches that you've just mentioned here um, is kind of a hint towards that. Uh, it may be trending in that kind of direction with the um, addition of AW Collision, because obviously Tony's going to be spread across and the stars and you know all the big stuff is going to be spread across the free TV shows. Honor um, Club, of course, only has a very limited audience at the moment. And even though they can sell like, a couple of pay-per-views, it's nothing compared to the AW ones. You heard Kajo? Something keep there's a flash going on this camera and it's made me very uncomfortable. Carry on. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to get at is that if it does trend like this and it becomes like a uh, as similar to dark as cards like this week are yeah. with like the length and stuff. Um, I'm making a stand, people. The 130 people that are in here, I will be moving the um, Thursday podcast to a more usual times but because you know the five thirties is a bit early and i was making the risk because i thought ring of honor was going to be this um you know like i don't even want to be like fucking spiteful about it but i thought it was going to be like a proper show bro you know yeah. like an actual like an actual show and not just kind of all this filler 
And there has been good moments, like even as recently as last week's, uh, the taping that was shown last week. But like that main event was a real good time. Um, AR Fox versus ZSJ was a real good time. Mm-hmm. And there was like another fucking 10 matches or something on the show. Yeah. And this week, there's 19 matches, bro. And I'm going to put it up now because I've got it fucking on the yeah, screen. <clears throat> All right, you put it on the screen no. right here. This is crap. I'm just like, it's all getting to some audio. I want you guys to sit. I don't even really, know. You know, I'm gonna, I've, I said I'll pull it up on the screen, but I'm at my phone screen, but I'm actually going to pull it up. Yeah, because there's, there's a couple on, graphics. On the right? screen. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's just, it's so bizarre. <sighs> it really frustrates me. I'm going into the yeah. hall, but. Go on, mate. Your I... circle tweets. <laughs> well, I get let's not get into them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we won't get into them, but it was. A couple of things on this, just quickly, money, because this is important. Firstly, I am aware that it is insane for me, the person who has regularly produced three and four hour wrestling podcasts, to complain about length. I know it's I know it's hypocritical. Don't care, doing it anyway. Secondly, I do understand the pushback of like it's just more wrestling, watch what we want. With that being said, (laughs) this is uh, this is extreme and it's outrageous. And I, as someone who's watched Ring of Honor in some form or fashion throughout my whole wrestling fandom. This show is just not, it's not grabbing me in any which way because it's like, it's not a show. It's just like a compilation of matches from a studio. Yeah, you know, look, there's look no like... People in the chat. And, okay, so we've got 19 matches here. How many of these matches genuinely like, even like remotely interest you a bit? It's like, even like, I love Claudio, bro, but like, I just. You don't need that match. Yeah. Bro, yeah, so, it's just like, can, can you get rid of the. Yeah, put down the super chat real quick, please, so I can see the full card. Absolutely, man. Some good stuff on there. I I want to say, like that that Kingdom versus the Max Max match looks good. That uh, Rocky Romero and Titus Alexander. Shout out Titus Alexander. That uh, Sky Blue and Miranda. Oh man, come on, bro. Um. It's not that the matches are gonna suck. It's more that yeah, they're not gonna what are suck. They it's just like the point, you know. Yeah, and I like this. Yeah, I like this one. Mark Briscoe versus Jody like, Drake. I can get. I like into the. That. I like the Shane Taylor and uh, Depp. That's not Deppin. Carl Fletcher is open. Carl Fletcher That was a good one, right Genuinely, let's be important though. Like, I think Tony has the right intentions when he does these things. He likes getting everyone booked, right? But at the same time, it's like, yeah, if you have to do that, then do this as like a separate show, you know? It, it, yeah. There's got to be another way. I mean, if you have to have like Ring of Honor TV and then there's a second Ring of Honor show, which would be insane in itself, I'd rather you do that than just give me 19 matches and make me comb through it. Like, yeah, 100%. So let's say if this TV show was this main event here, so you got Samoa Joe and Zat Sabre versus Daniels and Sidehouse. So that's one. Briscoe versus JD Drake, I would not be mad at that. Oh, that's two. That's good TV. Fletcher versus AR Fox, that's three. Fuck it, Jurisco and Deppin, you can get on the show. Um, the Athena title defense, five. The Rocky Romero and. Uh, yeah, and Rocky, Rocky versus Titus. And then the, the Kingdom of the Max. Yeah. Honestly, the exercise we're doing right now is not even like. Even if it's the worst matches on there, that's fine. But what is, where are we headed to? Like Joe and Zach, I get we're building saying I'm very excited, but I'm gonna watch that tag match. It'll probably be in the match guide. Is, but yes. Beyond that, it's just matches for matches' sake. And I yeah, know wrestling fans need some, but you've got to have some there's gotta be like, 
you know, where is AR Fox going on Ring of Honor with his wins and like, where is this guy? What are they doing on the show? It can't just yeah, be 100%. like, here's their latest match. Yeah, it's all good. It's what, it's what we were happen. saying earlier. It's just kind of like, it's not a show, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's this. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I wouldn't mind if they're just all matches, but at least make a match worth going out of your way to see. And that's usually not what you're mm-hmm. gonna get for most of them. They're just like it's like they're not building to anything. Like there's no oh. death before this honor. There's no there's no angles. And I say this is someone who and this we you know we talk about this on the shows for, for the last few months. We all wanted this thing to hit, right? Yeah, and it has good matches every yeah. week, but it is not it is a show without any identity right now. And it's a real shame. Like it has no sense of what it wants to be and why people should be watching. It's just if you need more wrestling in your week, here are you know ten to apparently nineteen matches <laughs> on a Thursday night. And that's look, there's there's an audience for it. I don't have a particularly big one, but I think there's got to be a better way. I, uh, I think Tony wants. It's because I feel like Tony wants he wanted to put this on Warner Brothers or one of those channels, but man and. He's not doing anything to entice them to put it on any of their channels. Like, yeah. how is somebody like a Warner Bros. executive going to watch Ring of Honor show and be like, "Yeah, this show sucks. There's like no angles. There's no, there's no, there's no big stars. Um, that's yeah, what they no, look at. You know, oh, well, you know, some so, I mean, right there. the metrics that are out there are not exactly. <laughs> I don't think any networks can be like, "Good, let's get them on here." You know, like it's it's tough. I I bore everyone with this. I'm sorry for bringing it up again, but I have to do it because it's relevant to the situation. I am a proponent of a US promotion being event-based. I know people disagree sometimes, and I, I got to drive it into the ground. However, I think it's pretty obvious. With AEW TV, no one needs more weekly TV. Make Ring of Honor an events thing. You know, give me a couple big shows a month. Big, not big is relative. I'm not saying I need to do Supercard every week, but Ring of Honor, we all fell in love with Ring of Honor as an events product. Sell me mm-hmm. matches. Don't sell me a time slot. In a studio, I love studio yeah. wrestling. But this isn't even studio wrestling; it's just matches in a studio. There's a difference, you know. Yeah. So, there's so many ways to do this, and I feel like they're not—they're not, you know, making anything interesting. It's a real shame. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. Talking of real shames, the last thing I wanted to bring up was um, this fucking graphic, man. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna make it even. Let's make it even bigger for the people. <laughs> The AEW International Championship Blackjack Battle Royale was announced earlier today, and there is some heavy hitters on there. A lot of people have been very critical of this, wanting to see their favourites in more prominent positions on Double or Nothing. Oh, it's Kip. I'll run through the names for the people real quick. We've got the Butcher and the Blade up here from left to... We'll go from... Uh, we'll do the top line first, left to right. Butcher and the Blade, Bandido, uh, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill, Davari, Tony Nese, Best Friends, Kip Sabian, Lucha Bros. Now we're going from right to left at uh, the bottom line. But Lucha Bros, Swerve, Brian Cage, Ricky Starts Orange, Jay White, which I was very, very uh, mm-hmm. mature about in my reaction. Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There's not even a joker. Like I that's what really bothered me about this. It's just like there's no surprises. I'd rather not have known all of the fucking card, to be honest. There's literally multiple guys that can win this, and I don't think any of them are gonna win it. No. Yeah, I think I think Orange, Orange Cassidy is gonna escape by the skin of his teeth, and then he's probably gonna drop it on the dynamite after. I think that's how that story is going Yeah, be. I think yeah. 
Yeah. Which yeah. I'm not opposed to, but... That's a hell of a lineup, man, for a fucking battle royal, isn't it? Um, it's like... Yeah, you've got some big names in there, like, which I'm happy Huge! About. That's the point. No, it's like, yeah, like, it's like a collection. It's almost like this This graphic right here is almost like remote, like somewhat slightly like damning the promotion. Of yeah. like, these are all the guys that we haven't got anything for on pay-per-view. And you, you see names yeah. like Jay White, Ricky Stark, Swerve, Lucha Bros. And then you Bandido. can even, um, yeah, then you can like really pick it apart and be like Bandido, Keith Lee, just, Drago, you know what I mean? And all these I'm other so, people. I'm so glad Rush wasn't in here. I'd have been so mad. Like, maybe this will be, maybe they'll prove me wrong on this. And next week when we do a review, we'll put over this battle royal. But <laughs> AEW has a lot of strengths. I don't know who has convinced themselves this is what they do a battle royal every month. I don't like any of them. I don't know why they keep giving me battle royal. I don't want any more. <laughs> I didn't want any. They do a battle royal. This was a choice. I don't like it. I assume they will not do another battle and they do another one. <laughs> I see it every yeah. time. The crazy thing is, as well, it's like a lot of people will be like, oh, well, it gets everyone on the card. You know, a lot of these guys are on contracts. It don't really, it's not going to make a difference to their fucking yeah. their bottom line. And do you think someone like Jay White is like, oh boy, I'm on double or nothing in a battle royal? Like, no, bro, he'd probably rather be at home. I also home. don't think, I know Jay <laughs> White fans that way, you know, it's like, it's like, I'd, I definitely get the balance of you want to get guys on the show. I get it. But like, I just feel like with the rain that Orange has had, I honestly think it'd be a shame if he loses it in this thing. Like, he's had this yeah. great rain, he's pinned 25 guys as champ, and he's going to get thrown over the top. It's like, I don't know. It does nothing for me, and I like a lot of the guys in this graphic, but that's not really the point. You know, it's just... I, I just... I, I'm not into it, personally. But hopefully it's good. Hopefully, I'll, you know, I'll be... Uh, I'd, I'd love to be wrong on the whole thing, so we'll see. Bro, I'm with you all the way with his review Battle Royal, um, AEW Battle Royal criticisms, because they're just... Yeah. I just don't... I think it's just an agenting and producing issue. It's, yeah. like, it's a very weird... For way of formatting a match, and it's just very different to your traditional wrestling matches. Very, very different, you know. And it takes a certain type of person to be able to put them together successfully. Um, you saw back in the day, everyone would always yeah. praise Pat Patterson about how he would put together the Royal Rumbles and stuff, and like, oh, he's the best at it, and you know, he's the one of one, etc., etc., etc. And you'd get loads of praise just for that specific thing. Do you know what I mean? So there's definitely a skill, but it's very different to just using normal wrestling booking. So it's like, like Joe said, why, why keep doing them then? <laughs> I really struggle with the best version of these matches have a lot of set pieces. Individual yeah. moments you remember for each guy. Yeah. They really struggle with that. So until they get to their finish, which they have mapped out, it's full like old school battle royal people just brothering around in the corner of the ring and, you know, throwing yeah. shitty forearm. And it's just... It's just, it's no good oftentimes. Sorry, Charlie, what were you going to say? No, I was just agreeing with you because it's just, I'm just baffled why they keep going back to this when they haven't had a good battle royal since like the middle of 2022. And I'm probably biased because the Bucks won it, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> like, what was the one? Um, was that the one we got four hours? Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that, that one was because they had the two battle royals back to back, like in back to back weeks. Um, and they were both um, pretty good, I thought. Mm-hmm. But um. Oh, Joe, we're yes. gonna pop. I'm happy Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, what, what are you popping for? Fucking Roddy popped a number, didn't he? No. Oh, <laughs> I need to see the quarter hours. I right. need to see. This. Right. Take it easy, don't, folks. Keep this quiet, okay? So the um. Take it easy. The don't quarter. Over-celebrate. 
I'm not as old as I'm going to just read out, read out the information, you know? Give us the uh, news. Where have you found them? All right, so... Um, the sheets. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is for, like, this is from uh, WrestleNomics last week, so the Jericho match we're talking now, you know? Uh, oh, okay. the segment, The segment before... Basically, the segment that had the Jericho match with Roddy, it went up by, I believe, around about 74,000 viewers. And the demo went up by about 40,000. Just, here's what we're going to do. What we're Keep do? it quiet. This wait and see with the Garcia. The Garcia thing may fuck us. I love Danny Garcia. It may not do quite the same numbers. If we hold steady for this week, we move ahead with the agenda. All right? I'll make some graphics, Monty. Don't tell anyone, folks. Keep quiet. Well, the people, the people who are subscribed to the rest of Nomics Patreon, apparently the quarter hours from last night are indeed available now. So um, I am not subscribed to rest of Nomics, but I do support what they do. I may subscribe, to be honest, because they're fucking great at what they do. Let me get um, on the Discord. Someone's probably going to. It's no. a hell of a time. It's a hell of a time. Joe, Joe patiently waiting for these Roddish. Roddish is going to make or break us, brother. This is it. I'm ready to send my email off to Dave regarding the Hall of Fame candidates. <laughs> Monty, I think we need to discuss making Roddy a Russell Pierce athlete. You know, it's, it's just thinking about that. For and how, what we, would that entail, Manny? Will we pay him to put Russell Pierce on his trunks? <laughs> a folly <You're> sponsor. Right. <laughs> his gimmick becomes the Russell Pierce Roderick Strong. <laughs> it would work. Oh, no. Oh, no. Chat's coming. It's bad news, folks. The agenda's died already. I'm sorry to say. I feel it. Anyway, I feel we'll it just weird. pretend it never happened. Anyway, um, I don't yeah. care about ratings. Anyway, yeah. fucking Bri- Brian Cage. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to see something. I don't care about ratings in general, but I, um, I want to see. To be clear, I'm, well. I'm parodying the bit that we all do every week, where we only care when it's our yes. favorite wrestlers. To be good, to be clear, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't care about anything else on the show. <laughs> in 2020, my Timothy Thatcher fandom went up every week when I was told he's caught round bombed. <laughs> I was like, oh, there he is. Oh, you know, I genuinely love Timothy Thatcher. I think yeah, he's great. He's a real wrestler. Like, yeah, best British wrestler. Um, well, hold yeah, on. yeah, that's a well-known fact. That's a well-known fact. It's a real jump scare when you take that off the screen. You don't. It's very... Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we just zoom back out. It's like, oh my God, there I am, you know? Because I have to lean in to see what you're showing me because my eyes are bad. So then when I'm... It's oh, close quarters, It's close quarters. Anyway. Enough, enough about ratings. Look at this, we don't it, look at these people in the live chat are animals. Look at them. How much did MJF drop? What <laughs> 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 oh, fuck? The Roddy Garcia. Well, one of you sent me these fucking anyway, yeah, we're going to forget it happened. Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. He's a good laugh, isn't he? I do like that guy. Elite British wrestler. Um, like meeting him in San Francisco and then hearing him talk in not an English accent, I was just like, this is so baffling. He's great. He's, He's very sweet. Yeah. I just like I appreciate any wrestler who just refuses to give in and concede. Yeah, man. As well as I saw him wrestle Speedball live. Like that was ahead of a match. That was probably that excellent. Was probably, yeah. Because yeah. I I liked him, but you know, obviously sometimes he can be you know. Someone said that Ian said during the Ring of Honor taping when Fletcher came out with the the tag titles, saying that New Japan let him hold on to it one more time. When he that's, came out. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very good. Yeah, my favorite ring of honor taping <gasps> was the one with when Joe had to like hide the belt and when he had it like down by his hip <laughs> so they couldn't. There was also, folks, here's a little Easter egg for you that I got the insight on because a good friend of mine was at the tapings. 
If you watch the Samoa Joe's X Saber Junior promo segment, you'll notice that Samoa Joe says around six times, "Good to see you back," or something to that effect. Welcome back, something to that effect. And that is because Joe uh, fell when he was going up the steel steps. fell fell down, looked at the steps as though he was going to fight them, and then simply just did it again <laughs> so they could edit it. But of course, the way they edited it, they just left both like parts of the promo in. So he just repeats himself six times. So Louise Dreg for anyone there keeping track. Want to update the, uh, Joe Law, you know. yeah, if you want to update the Ring of Honor IMDB page, there you go. There's some information for you folks. But we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll leave it there. Enough mm, inside baseball. We got any agendas that you guys want to get onto, or anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah, I written that. I written that. Uh, that Samoa Joe's a pretty good wrestler. I got to say, that's my that's my big one right now. You know, I may ramp up. I think Ibu wants to shoot an angle with me regarding this Punk Joe situation. Kind of ramp it up, maybe play it up a little bit. You know, the faves going to war. I just I don't know if that's a game I really want to play. I feel like I know how that one ends. It seems like I'm kind of setting myself up there. But just put up the, just put up the record. The time Samoa Joe didn't see him punch. I go full like Mike Tyson fans talk about in his prime though, bro. You know, like he wouldn't touch him. It's true though. <laughs> Results speak for themselves, brother. Yeah. Bro, prime. Someone there is a, there is an element of that with Prime Joe. That's the hilarious thing. Yeah. Oh, five Joe, brother. You know. <laughs> um. uh, someone in chat said Aussie Open agenda. That's always my agenda. That's been my agenda for like a year now, longer than a year because I've know who they are forever now. Um, I'm actually quite confident. Yeah, I'm quite confident in it, Jada. Um, the first, the, the, the first Aussie Open match I watched was <clears throat> during the pandemic when they wrestled the Velocities and they had like almost an hour long match. And I said, "Fuck, we're gonna keep going." They're so fun. I love that match. I've not seen that. I've seen yeah, the I get, a couple times live. They're fun I gave five stars, but I was like, "Man, fuck, man, they keep going and going." It was, it was good <laughs> shit. Manny, uh, uh, did you manage to catch Hulk Hogan on the MMA hour? Come on, Monty, of course I did. <laughs> what rules about Manny is, when he said, come on, Monty, I didn't know if he was going to say yes or no, still. I didn't know. What a beast, man. You got any highlights? I was I, After I watched the, the clips, I was like, man, I need to know who Hogan's favorites are, and uh, I need to know who he skips through, because I, I have a pretty good, much a good idea who he skips through. But you know, cool. I won't say because Charlie's here. But you know, just, I just i I think orange I think orange pops him. I don't know if he's a fan of the elite. I think he I think he likes the BCC. I don't think he watches any of them. Man, he's completely honest. The best part of the interview was when he's a, he's a big Roddy fan. I know that. Helwani asked, "Did he have beef with Austin?" And he explained, "No, brother." I didn't focus on Austin in WCW because he was part of the Hollywood Blondes who split up um, nine months before Hogan came to WCW, which was such an unnecessary lie. Like, Bro, he's one of yes, the most, you know, yeah. he he's had one to say most, no. He's one of the most legendary Hall of Fame bullshitters in like, the history of anything. But, but <laughs> oh, not just wrestling, bro, like anything. He lies about stuff that is not like, I think that's bullshit. It's like, I, can, I know this isn't true. You know, but he, he he just does it, bro. He rolls is what he does. I would like to announce that Kyle Dray, Kyle Wow, none of that was right. Kyle Fletcher is a rated draw. His number went up in both well the actual total viewership and in the key. Well, hold on, why not the opening of the show? 
Well, hang on. I, I wanna, we don't. Yeah, but it was quite a drastic jump for like well, the like, key demographic. It went from what four sixteen to four fifty seven. Are you going to so... make me call him a, a Big Bang Theory fraud? Don't. What? See, don't this smoke. is what I'll, I'll, this was warning you, Charlie. We as don't soon as Manny hears smoke. that someone opened the show, he's, he gets spoiled for you. Um, Orange Cassidy was awesome. Um, more Everyone agendas. knows what I think of um, wrestling for the masses, right, Monty? Yeah. Silent M, brother. Silent M. Um, I won't tell you the Roderick Strong number because it makes me sad. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll, keep, we'll do it backstage. You know? I'll, uh, just, I'll just say it's a fake number. Giant. You do that a lot. Andrew the Giant says Tish Strat Agenda. It's kind of like he's throwing up the bat signal for me, you know. He's a yeah. listen, brother. I've uh, I've never been more right about anything in my life, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I so, saw so, so the talent early on, especially when a lot of people thought she was, you know, she got given like this really like crazy, well, not crazy gimmick, but she got given a gimmick. She was very gimmicky at the start. It was very much, oh, what what's, what are Vince and Bruce? Because that's who was doing NXT when she first came off. Oh, what are they cooking? I saw her get in there a few times, you know. And, oh, I saw the pieces, people. I saw the pieces. Got on the bandwagon early. I bought my stocks early. People call me crazy. But now they're seeing it now, people. They're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Stratton, she's going to the top. She's winning a women's world title at WrestleMania one day. Um mm-hmm. She's gonna make moves, oh. people. She's gonna make moves, and uh, I've already said everything I need to say about Tiffany Stratton <laughs> up to now. <laughs> but um, like I said, people, people are people are getting fired up for winning this NXT Women's Title. It's peanuts, bro. Joe, it's peanuts. peanuts. Well, uh, I need uh, I need it's peanuts. <laughs> Look, guys, I need y'all to pray for me. I want to go play basketball in a bit. You guys can like pray for again. me. God bless. Keep these shoes. Keep... <laughs> the shoes don't explode again. No, I, I got some new yeah. shoes. I got some Kyrie, so you know I gotta. What Kyrie's you got? I don't know what they're called. I just know they're Kyrie's. <laughs> they're they're not they're not the the main they're not the mainline ones. I didn't because I only got these for now, and so I can get to a new pair of Barclays that don't rip like explode on me. But bro, you need to get in the pipes. I've told you this. I don't want to see these fucking jumpers anymore, bro. You're enough I'll, of it. No, I, I, need your, I need to see you sink one, bro. I was out there. Yeah, I was out there yesterday, and look, man, I was playing with some guys that knew how to hoop, man. They knew how to. It was. It was magical. Man, getting man. smoked. <laughs> no, 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 it was magical, man. I, I was getting teary. I didn't have to yell at these kids to cut. I didn't have to do anything. They, they they all knew what to do right away. I set screens. I ran to the basket. They passed it. Then I would pass it out to the three-point. Who was, do you, like, in your head when you're playing, who do you see yourself as? Like, are you seeing Tim Duncan? Like, how do you vision? Yeah, there's you know, always you someone yeah. you see yourself as. Like, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Go on, no, go on, man. A mix of Barkley and Tim Duncan with a little bit of Ginobili. A little bit. It's a two fours with a little bit of fucking shooting guard. You know? All right, perfect. And sometimes I mix in the little Dirk fadeaway with the one with the one leg. You know, you saw me do it. So, but. so, so you're a mix of the three best power forwards ever. And Mano Ginobili. <laughs> yeah, and Mano. I am a lot. I'm a little bit lost. You should have seen oh, me. I, I, I did a Euro step into the paint and then I did a behind the back pass to the three point line. 
the shooter, the, cat, the shooter didn't even expect it. Bro, you're a bigger liar than Hogan, bro. That's, that's a crazy <laughs> mistake. I need some video of you doing anything no. like that. That's, incre- that's That is insane. Thing. Hey, Max, are you here? <laughs> Wait, is MJF there? What's going no, on? my brother. He was there. Bro, hey, there's Max. no way. This is, this... There's yeah, no way your brother you. does not. From the stories you've told us about your brother, yeah. there's no way your brother would not come into your room right now and just own you. Yeah. <laughs> well, first just... of all, I, you know what? It's probably better that it'll get him on a mic. He'd probably say something even crazier than I will say. That's saying something. He was in jail, so you know, you never know what he's going to say. Right. <laughs> Last good. agenda before we get out of here. Good Aldous Barado should win. Listen, that's all I think. I think that is a... Uh, he's, I think that's... he's been an absolute standout. Who is that? Sorry, Charlie. El Desperado. He should win. Oh, he's awesome. That, oh, he's that awesome. match with Akira. Oh my god, that much! I've watched that like three times now. It's fucking incredible. It's amazing because because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I just thought it was great and over length fit. So when I was watching it develop, I was like, it seemed like a simple story of just he kind of bit off more than he could chew. Like Desperado is not the dude to play with, and he was talking shit to Desperado. But then the match spins and it becomes all about how like defiant and gritty Akira is. Oh, yeah, absolutely incredible. Star making performance. I've been high on Akira for a long time now, but good shit. And then the match that Desperado had with Robbie Eagles on Tuesday, I think. Mm -hmm. Don't hold me to that. Can't remember. Oh man, it's it's been a great tournament. Leo Rush has had some incredible matches. Yeah, it's been a really good. Hiromu, Mm -hmm. Teton. There's. I have a list. People, people especially, list, man. I'll send um, it to you. People, like, when he yeah. got announced in like the bracket or you know, like in the list of participants and the blocks were announced and stuff, um, <clears throat> a lot of people kind of just thought like Speedball would just be kind of like a you know, just play a part sort of thing, eat a few pins, hopefully have a maybe like a little one main event or something here or there. But like, nah, man, like he's he's been featured prominently. He's I think he. I think he, like, I'm not sure what his record is now, but at one point he was, like, fucking, what was it, like, six and two or something? Like, you know what I mean? Or something crazy. Like, he went into the semis with 12 points, I think. Oh, there you go. 12 uh, points, yeah, mate. That's, a, that's, some, that's like, pushed, <laughs> that's, like, pushed yeah. contracted guy fucking points, you know? Um, like, because yeah, he and Leo Rush went in there, but, mm-hmm. oh, man. There's yeah, so many matches. Leo. Um, Leo's awesome. Leo but obviously, uh, so good. obviously, you could you, with yeah. Leo um, as awesome as he's been. Like you could tell that New Japan definitely like they do like him and have a soft spot for him. Yeah. I think that's where, I think that's been ramped up even more so like since the start of this year. So him having like a good run in this doesn't surprise me that much. But um, he doesn't like shock me that they've given Speedball like something to run with. But um, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it, you know. Um, so yeah, Speedball, man. And Speedball had a match. I cover it in more detail in the match guide, which I'll plug properly in a minute. But they have a match where it's like, when I say those two names, Leo Rush, Speedball, Mike Bailey, you can imagine mm-hmm. the kind of sequence they're going to have, right? And they have that sequence. But they, the middle part of the match is really interesting because Bailey like actively slows himself down and focuses on Fran, the big bombs and the strikes. Yeah. Because that so allows Leo... Right, and that, that allows the Leo to be a contrast, and it's like it's just it was really smart match. Leo Rush is the king of that right now to me in terms of like yeah, he gives you the big stretches and the big evasive sequences, but then when it comes down to it, he sells 
He works like a traditional baby face and the crowd loves him. It's like, I'm really happy for Leo. It's great to see him having this run. Yeah. Also, oh, shout God. out TJP because if he's quietly had a really good tournament as well, like I don't think any of his matches have been. I say that round hole, but mate. Well, I haven't. <laughs> Look at the deflation. <laughs> that you just... No, I was listen. I have to be honest. Charlie's watched the tournament closely. I haven't. I haven't watched those matches. No, TJP has um, been. TJP has been is really a great wrestler. Man. He is just. Well, he's, he's just a freak. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just a freak. Like yeah, so I, I can't say you're wrong because everyone's told me the matches have been great. So. Yeah. And yeah, Titan, man, I didn't know much about him going into this, but oh, he's big. And, oh, he's so mm-hmm. good. I wanted him versus Despy oh, to be the finals, oh, but it's a semi-final match, <laughs> and I'm right. very, very excited for it. Yeah, um... I've been, been super into Best of the Super Juniors this year. It's been the mm-hmm. best one since like 2018, 2019. Yeah, it's, been, it's got a lot of love. Poor had the shit kicked out of him, innit? Yeah, he still had really good matches though. But he, he, yeah, but yeah, he that's what I mean. Here. He just had the shit kicked yeah. out. Of him. Yeah, he's the tag champ, right? Right, right? Yes, him and Kevin yeah. Knight are the junior heavyweight tag champions. I liked his match with um, who did Kushida wrestle at Corican? On like the opening week of the tournament, was it Doki? I think who rolled him up, he caught him off guard at the. Yeah, I believe it was Doki. I reviewed this match. I'm sorry, folks. I've seen all wrestling as of late, but yeah, Kashida's still razor sharp. I'm intrigued what the what the direction is there with him. Yeah, he went two yeah. and seven. Wow, that's crazy. We got we got any predictions for who's going to win the best Super Juniors for? Got to be Despi. It has to be Despy this year. If it's not Despy, they've done something desperately wrong. <laughs> so I'm is, very invested. When is the final? When, is it is it is it this the weekend? Week, Friday. Mm, I can check the schedule. I know there's semi-finals tonight. I think there's three, two shows left. I think. I'm look at these block standings. Okay. And, so this is yeah. a, this weekend is crazy, right? Like this weekend is absolutely loaded. Saturday. Saturday. It might be. I'm just kidding. Shut up, buddy. <laughs> what, so what have we got? What have we got left? Any, or are we just straight into so, the semi-finals? And yeah, it's just straight you know? into the semi-finals. All right, I'm just gonna look um, at the blocks. Um, so we've got Mike Bailey and Teton. They were the top two. Yes. Uh, Leo Rush was third. You're wrong. So how many? How many are advancing to the semi? Just the top two. Is Sunday. Hey, Montel, yeah. check out the new yeah, shirt. We'll ask for put out. I will after the show. Um, says, the fight, the semi-final matches are El Desperado versus Teton and Speedball Mike Bailey versus Master Wato. I believe. My God. Yeah, because yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, sorry. No. I'm He's it's got. Yeah. It seems to be got like, some investment in him from New Japan, so. Semis um, is 26th and finals is 28th. Thank you, Jamie. Okay, so we're looking. Okay, so this weekend, I'm going to do my plug now, Monty. Okay. Here's the oh. deal, folks. For the 10 of you that give a fuck, here's the deal. One sec. Yes. Oh my God, the big man is important, back. Important message. The big man important is back. Message from Parker, who loves Russell Pierce and Russell Pierce loves Parker. It's pretty good, man. Yes. Parker's the man. Um, my match guide, which usually drops on Mondays, this week we're going to do something a little bit different because it is such a loaded weekend. There's going to be a match guide probably on Saturday. I've pretty much finished it. It's, it's going to be matches that I've missed from the weekend that just went. And also, 
Some TV standouts. Monty's favorite, Tiffany Stratton, who wrestled Roxanne Perez. That's in there. Um, maybe something Dynamite or Raw. I'm not sure yet. But there'll be some different stuff in there for Saturday. And then early next week, I'm going to do like a pay-per-view weekend special, which will feature matches from Naya Champions. It will feature matches from the Double or Nothing, of course. Best Super Juniors final. And maybe, just maybe, if Nick Aldis rolls back the years as the world's champion, we may even get an under siege match in there. So there's a couple match guides coming up. I wanted to plug that here so people, you know, that do care know. Uh, some cool shit. A lot of good wrestling. Enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, man. Very good shit. And uh, since you was talking about Leo quite a lot, um, Corey, I believe. Corey Markles is one of our feature writers. He wrote something on Leo Rush um, this past yeah. week. Nice stuff, man. It kind of just like um, it's titled like "Far from Home," and it's kind of about like how he's ironically found somewhere yeah. that kind of feels like home in New Japan. Which um, I think when Leo Rush was first like bursting onto the scene in WWE and stuff, um, or kind of national level anyway, I don't think that's where anyone kind of um, thought he would like settle. Which it seems like he's heading in that direction too now. So a really cool piece by Corey. Um, he always puts so much care into his stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out Leo Rush, shout out Cora in the feature. Um, Charlie, Manny, any plugs? That guy's just said, man, pray for me. You know, that's all I need. <laughs> um, read my Christopher Daniels feature if you yes. haven't yet. Like, that's the only thing I've got to plug at the moment. Um, I might have more features coming up. There was a few ideas I was throwing around on the timeline. I will. There will be more stuff. <laughs> you will. <laughs> yeah, th- there will be more stuff eventually. I've got a few ideas right now. This Orange Cassidy yes. stuff, I'm pretty all in on. So the semesters over, that. mm-hmm. That's a good Your eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> you got me till September. <laughs> well, I'll still be yeah. part of Russell Pierce after that. I will just not be writing as much. Let me make that clear. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, the, the nice. Orange Cassidy stuff, people seem pretty enthusiastic about me writing something about that. So That's the one, for sure. Um, yeah. That would be really good stuff. It will, you know, yeah. the, it will bring the same dipshits into your mentions that usually are there, but the, the love for that will be... I think people will, will be with that, for sure. Um, in terms of uh, other things that Manny should have plugged... Oh, right. Oh. The Late Night Grin is back tomorrow night. Manny is on that show. He's no longer paid for it, so that's why I didn't plug it. Um What's happening with the money over there? Anyway, late night <laughs> twitch.tv slash late night grin. We're back for a uh you know a, a flagship episode, first one in about six weeks. We're now in our part-time era. If you like horseshit such as this, very similar horseshit is happening elsewhere. So that's that's where that's at tomorrow. We're gonna preview double or nothing directly and so many night champions. So it'll be a good time tomorrow night on Twitch. So there's another plug while I'm at going for it tonight. Um, Are you hearing me over here? A fucking salesman, animal, mate. Animal, oh. we're fucking animals on here. Really? Um, all right, so, um, tomorrow on Puris, 6 p.m. Eastern, I believe, unless Tony's done some fucking you know what, though. Last week we went head to head with Dynamite. No, with Dynamite, fuck, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> no, we could do watch alongs, we could do watch alongs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, Ramp, uh, Rampage and Unpuris, they squared off, you know, and they went head to head. Because we, we just got sick of Tony messing with the Unpurist Tom slot, man. You, we, we had enough, and I was like, let's do a science experiment. Let's see what happens if we go head to head with it. So we did, and the podcast still done very well. So fucking, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. Doesn't seem like many of our audience are big fans of AEW Rampage, which, hmm. you know, uh, I don't know if anyone would be overly shocked about that. And, you know, we, we all love AEW here. Anyway, um, let's wrap it up. Uh, please like, subscribe if you haven't already. Super Chats have all been massively appreciated. We massively appreciate those of you. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> I was... Uh, <laughs> I was... Um, <laughs> Massively appreciate all the super chats. Um, like, subscribe. Um, tomorrow on Purist, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then at 8 p.m. Eastern over on Late Night Grin channel. Late Night Grin with Joe, maybe Manny, Oracle, the guys. I don't know. Um, Starting lineup, brother. Starting yeah, lineup. Some, some real nah, maybe I'll be there. Manny will be there. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, I appreciate all you guys that are stuck with us till the end. There's yes. been like well over 100 of you for a majority of this. So, uh, yeah, we just appreciate the support, man. And uh, Jamie Ross, our head writer, those of you, you need to follow him, man. Jamie Ross, yes. WP, on uh, on the Twitter, £5 super chat. He says, I also love WrestlePurists, and we love and appreciate him very much. Um, I'm like three followers away from like fucking 1,000 followers or something on my Montal WrestlePurists account. Um. So follow me, you know. I don't fucking, Good I don't ask Lord, for this. Man. I don't, ask, I don't ask for these things. I never, I never, I never retweet my own tweets on the main account and put myself over. You know, you gotta give me, give me something. You know. So if you don't follow my personal account, I'm gonna go and follow me. you just for that. You know. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'll wait till get to a thousand. Joe, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 <laughs>